Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Oh, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic Con 2015 and beyond. With me always is James and Brad. Suck my dick. But we have wow. <laughs> wow. we have a You're really a special guest with us today, and I um, we don't get too many women on the podcast because they're like boys suck. It's because of your because of my horrible mouth. I know. You know. I, I can hear my mom mouth. actually saying that while she's listening to this I, on the other hand. I hope she doesn't <laughs> listen to it. She does. I know she does. She there was. Did I tell you about the episode recently where she started listening and she listened to twenty minutes and then she was writing down every word we were saying. Really? Like just to, yeah, she made a list of all the swear words we had. I don't say. I don't cuss it, as much as you do now. Yeah, it was fucking. Weird. Anyways, back to the cool person. Whoa. We are joined by Kendall from the Alamo, and Kendall's also my niece's name. I love that name. Ooh. <laughs> Did she spell it with one L or no, two? No, it's two. See, you're really That's unique. Cool. <laughs> um, but welcome. Thank you. So what I like to do when people are on the podcast for the first time, I really like to embarrass them. Oh, no. So um, tell us about your home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> tell us about what movies you like, how you got into liking movies, and why you listen to us. Ooh. So movies I like... I like everything, which is such a terrible answer. That's a horrible um, answer. <laughs> I know. I ha- no, actually, I hate a lot of things. I hate so many things. Can I tell my favorite movie is? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, my favorite movie, number one, is Scott Pilgrim versus the oh, World. Oh, that's a good choice. Is that a- yeah. But my okay. second favorite movie is Lost in Translation because I like to be sad. So <laughs> <is> that- <laughs> I like sad movies. That can be my answer. So is my wife. My Absolutely. wife loves movies that are sad. I love crying. That are like hardships, <laughs> whether it's... Gay people, minorities, my wife I is, love it. Anytime she sees a trailer for some kind of movie like that, we need to see that. I cry at every trailer no matter what Really? It is. Yeah. I, really? I, I give cry, me anything. I cry more in movies now, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's because I like movies so much now. Because you're a pussy. <laughs> that too. I, I cried in uh, not a movie this week, but I rewatched the final epi- season of 24. <laughs> and I watched it like And that straight. makes you cry? But there's that at the end. President Heller in it is suffering from Alzheimer's and his, oh, spoilers, his daughter Audrey is killed. And he has a speech at the end with the Prime Minister of Britain where he's talking about uh, how he'll never remember this day and he won't remember his daughter. So he won't remember that she died in a horrible way. And then he walks up and puts her hand on her cough and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that would get me. Yeah. Anyways, back to you. <laughs> um, how I got into movies. Yeah. Um, my dad's super weird. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to make sense maybe. Um, growing up, 
he played Ghostbusters every single day of my life. Like, not even kidding. I think I've seen that movie as many days as I've been alive. Um, (laughs) And for some reason, somehow. (laughs) He cosplayed as Ghostbusters. Everybody who woke up and pretended he was a Ghostbuster. (laughs) Um, Somehow that got me into movies and wanting to but see that's a good movie <laughs> though to get in yeah you know what the first movie we saw at the alamo was Ooh, ghostbusters was it uh-huh. yeah so it was destined that Love we would it. meet you yeah i was... when we showed it i think i watched it like six times because <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome loved it what was the third, what was the third part uh, i don't remember it was a good question, though. Oh, why I listen to you guys? Yeah, why do you listen to us? Because you guys go. come to the Alamo and you gave me a cool little sticker. Oh, sweet! So <laughs> I looked you guys. Are, are we entertaining or do you hate us? I love it. <laughs> yeah, <you don't> <laughs> Please pander to us more. Yeah, I, I keep on waiting for the like, straight up hate mail. I never get it though. <laughs> you I, don't get hate we've, mail. No. We've begged for it. Yeah. We've yeah. begged for it. I'll people, send you some. <laughs> thank you. People just really like us. It just must be my charming personality and my wonderful ability to talk when we started off i was like asking people to forward us their spam and that never happened either like we just yeah and it's weird when you do this as long as we have we get responses to some episodes you never thought you would yeah Um, but it's still fun yeah welcome thank you is there anything you want to say before we get into this i think i'm good let's do it awesome (laughs) welcome thank you for coming um was it a long drive for you no it was like 20 minutes okay cool because i'm always worried about that because we're always i'm out here so far away and now that i have a kid it's hard for me to rush up there and do things and i guess i could leave him here when he's asleep i mean what's the worst could happen oh yeah i'll put reggie in the room do you and... not do that no oh, wow I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the other thing your dad did every day of your just life left was, just left me alone ghostbusters is my babysitter well, which I see, here's the thing is when i was younger my mom and dad would leave us alone and my mom or dad would take us to blockbuster and we pick out like three movies. I guess I had an older brother, but it's still like ten or eleven. And just <laughs> I, watching movies all night. I so know that my parents don't like didn't do that. That I remember the the first time they did. Like I remember really? the first time I got home from school and no one was there. Oh look at me, I'm James. I have great parents. <laughs> <laughs> my parents have been together for their whole uh, uh, marriage. How how is it that you take that and make me sound like a douche? Because you are. Uh. <laughs> uh, right. If you're wondering what we do on Real Nerds Podcast every week. We go see a new movie and we podcast our experience of the world. Except for last week. Except for last week. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Divergent is the only movie yeah. out. Uh, <laughs> have you seen see, any of it? I have not. I refuse. Oh, I, I didn't really? see Divergent. The the first, uh, I didn't see the first one. Oh, Divergent, I think, is the first one. This one's yeah. Insurgent? Oh, that's what whatever. Yeah. She has a, the Kate Gosselin haircut. Though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. all I've taken from it. <laughs> <laughs> this week we saw It Follows. Did you see It Follows? I did. Oh, sweet. Uh, Brad did not, but he has a shoot to go to. So really? Yeah, he, I did. He might not be here for the end, but yeah, I don't want to. I want to see that movie, so I'm not going to listen to you guys. Talk yes, about it. you don't. Wanna if you, if you, I want to see oh, it. Okay. If you want to see it, follows as somebody who is not a horror guy, don't let us spoil it. Follows. Yeah, that's, I figure this movie. I don't want to have spoiled. Yeah, so cool. I'll get so, out of here. Uh, yeah, Brad, you sound better this week. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> After five weeks of having an infection. Yeah, it's messed up. It's good to go. Yeah. And hats off to Brad. The film explosion, 1985. Was when three was, hours and forty five minutes long. <laughs> when I was editing the the tra- the trailers for all those nineteen eighty five movies, like more than half of them are Don LaFontaine, and then there's like this other guy yeah. who I felt like my voice sounded like that tra- other trailer guy. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, so you should yeah. have exploited it. I should have. You know, there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe gets sick and she keeps on trying to get sick because she sounds really sexy doing it. See, now there's two episodes of Friends you need to see. The one with Jean Claude Van Damme and that one. <laughs> but I'm not Courtney Cox. So I don't know if I get away with. It. <laughs> playing that uh it's lisa um, kudrow oh 
whatever. Doesn't even know his friends. Doesn't even know friends. Uh, We also talk about movie news, comic books. I have a cool comic book this week. Oh, good. Uh, Unless you want to mention, you know, your sweet comic book. Yeah, we can talk about that. We will talk about it. We will talk about that too. Uh, Stuff that's coming out, stuff we've been watching. Um, Have you listened to a lot of episodes, Kendall? Do you know how we do this? I do, yeah. Sweet. (laughs) So then I'm going to put you on the spot. What uh, what segment should we do first? Oh, let's wait. Let's see if she's really wa- listen to us. You also just listed them all off, so she's got a really good chance <laughs> she can get at least one. I'm just kidding. Let's start with the comic book one. Ooh, oh, snap. <laughs> I love it. What's up, nerds? It's the Comics Corner. But I can't start because I don't read comic books. I'm sorry. No? I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I used to growing up a lot, actually. Yeah? What's, oh, yeah. Your, fav- what's your favorite comic character? His Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Suck up. <laughs> I'm the most important person in this room, so next to Kendall, obviously, but Spider-Man is the way to go. There's but, a dog here. That uh, dog he, is the most important person. He is. He is pretty cute. He has one eyeball. Does he? He does. Yes. Wow. I adopted yeah. him as a handicap because I care about handicap things. But Ryan punched it out. That's <laughs> no, I was hugging him so hard that he <laughs> uh, So this week... Anytime there's a new number one comic, usually I take a chance on it if I find the subject interesting. Uh, so uh, two weeks ago, last week, two weeks, two weeks ago, because we didn't do this last week, right. uh, I read Howard the Duck number one. Oh, snap. Which is written by Chip Zerdaski, who is the artist for Sex Criminals, another comic I absolutely love. But it's written by him. But it's written by him. So it's a okay. new Howard the Duck. It's a new yes. Howard the okay. Duck. And it is really funny. Uh, it takes place, Howard the Duck is now a private eye, and he takes cases and he finds out that this gentleman has had a necklace stolen from him by the black cat so he goes and asks spider-man if he can help him trap black cat and spider-man she like swings away and says she's weird now i'm not going to help you it's just a really weird funny comic it's drawn really well i forget the artist's name um the cover is really funny it's howard the duck in a private uh investigator's office with a jacket slung over his uh back and spider-man and black cat are peeking in through the window uh it's really funny i don't know if there's any more available uh, it's another one of those comics that I think was underordered initially because it's Howard the Duck and he's stupid. Um, but the, it's really funny. And the guy, the artist for Sex Criminals has a really great sense of humor. If you're looking for a comic, too, that's really goofy, Sex Criminals, in it, at the end they write these the letter pages in Sex Criminals is like five pages long. And Matt Fraction and him take turns writing responding to the letters. And when I knew he had a great personality, there's a variant cover for issue one of Sex Criminals with him sitting down and Matt Fraction sitting behind him with his hand on his shoulder, like one of those creepy 80s like portrait pictures. Hmm. It's a variant for sex criminals. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, uh, pick up Howard the Duck number one. You might be able to find it somewhere. Um, I go to a lot of comic places. I haven't seen it yet. So definitely check out Howard the Duck because it's silly. Cool. And I got a really cool book in the mail. He did. I did. Um, so they finally started putting out season nine of Angel and Faith in library editions. Yep. And they're gorgeous. Yep. Oh man. Like it's the oversized pages. So they're like, they're like the size of this. Nobody can see this. So this is horrible for podcasting, but it's the size of this Wonder Woman book here. Right. So they're the, they're the slightly larger comic book pages and they are just so beautiful. And I now own one of those pages. Thanks to maybe somebody here, um, which is, it's so good. If, again, if you haven't read Angel and Faith, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's the it is the best. And here's story the thing: is you don't have universe. you need a little bit of background in Buffy, but yeah. it's so well written that you can pick it up and catch up totally really fast because they yeah. introduce the characters really well. I mean, I I would say 
Like my my hyperbolic statement about it being the best season long story ever told in the Buffy verse is only probably true if you are a Buffy fan because a lot of the stuff going on with those characters and like who it is they're trying to resurrect is only impactful if you have a connection to those characters. But um, still, awesome, awesome, and it's carried over in Buffy season ten. It's this writing team, yeah, uh, Christos Gage and Rebecca Isaacs basically just do Buffy now, <sighs> and it's really good. I love Rebecca Isaacs. I know. Now, I should mention how cool Rebecca Isaacs is. Uh, not only she, you know, respond to James's tweet, but I bought James some uh, original comic book art from her. And if you go to cadenceart.com, you can buy pages from her as well. And on it, it's just you pay the money, they ship it to you, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I happen to get it in the mail, and I'm looking I'm like, oh, this page is so cool. I flip it over. In the back, she signed a print for him. So. Mm-hmm. Didn't even say it was in there. She just did it. And she's really nice. And if you want to listen to a sweet interview with her, we have it on our podcast. Just search Rebecca Isaacs at interviews. Yeah. Um, A wonderful lady. Yep. And a great artist. Yep. Cool thing about Rebecca Isaac, here's a little trivia, draws and inks all her own pages. Yeah. It's part of why her pages are really gorgeous when you own them. She's so clean. Her lines. I love it. It's really good. I hope she comes to Denver Comic Con. I don't think she is. If she did, I'd say, draw me Batgirl. Oh. Yeah, I know. That would be really good. I know. That would be really good. But they haven't announced anybody from Artist Alley. Like, I see a few of the big comic book people, but they haven't really announced, you know. Because yeah. George's usually has a table there. Right. I haven't I, seen him I'm sure either. he will. Yeah. So. They'll get there. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. Cool. What's next? Brad, what do you want to do next? Uh, let's get the news out of the way. Oh, sweet. There's lots of cool news this yeah, week. Yeah, there's a lot of shit this week. It's real news. So we got some trailers. Yeah. Ryan, what trailer do you want to talk about first? Uh, well, since you have it on that page, uh, the new James Bond trailer came out, Spectra. Yeah. Spectre. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. Um, Spectre. Yeah. Uh, which looks pretty badass. I like... You can, it's different. You don't, get to, you don't get to actually see Christoph Waltz, but you get to hear him. And For a James okay. Bond trailer that doesn't focus anything on stunts is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. It's this is how shady this is. Yeah, there's like no action at all. And then there's does James Bond have a brother? Dun 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 dun. Who knows? Honestly, who, knows? who cares? As long as that movie is awesome. Yeah, it will be. Come on. Um, there's Dude, there's that one scene in the trailer though where he's like on a rowboat and it's all foggy and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means, but I just want to watch. I just want to watch James Bond in a rowboat. <laughs> yeah, row James row. <laughs> the thing I didn't know I wanted from the from the Bond series. Um, oh my god! What if? Blofeld isn't in the movie, and Christoph Waltz is James Bond's brother. Oh, snap. as the head of Spectre. Ooh. Ooh, oh, that'd be cool. Oh my god, can he still have a cat? I can't even. Huh? <laughs> can he still have a cat? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not? Good. Why not? Are you a big James Bond fan? I am of the new am, ones. <laughs> yeah, I've liked the new ones. I've only I saw the last few. I'm into it. Mm. Also, you said Christoph Waltz, and I got really excited. So. Yeah, it's a great actor. I'm there for that. <laughs> cool. Um, we also got a trailer for Mission Impossible 5. Which looks outstanding. Rogue Nation. Yeah, yeah Rogue Nation. I I posted this article. I, I don't know where it was from. But it's an interview with Christopher Bequery, who's the director, and Tom Cruise, about how him hanging on the side of the airplane is real and how they pulled it off. And they did it eight what? times. And I mean, he's in a harness that's been painted out. But yeah, still, but still. Wait, wait. You mean he's not about to die, Brad? Like, I don't understand. Don't take that away from him. <laughs> so it, it's funny. I'll, I'll just recap the article really fast. They're talking about Christopher McQuarrie is 
like Tom Cruise's go-to guy now. He does yeah. a lot of his, he writes a lot of his movies and he directed Jack Reacher. So, well, and, and way back in the day, like when they first made Mission Impossible 2, Cruise in, like specifically said that he wanted to make a lot of sequels to those movies and he wanted everyone to have a different director. Exactly. Cause they want a different feel. Yeah. And so he was, mm. what the hell was that? Dwarfing? A ghost? Oh um, shit. It follows. I <laughs> <laughs> Please not. Um, <laughs> so, oh yeah, your cat opened the door. Back. Okay, cool. okay, good. Hold so, on. I was reading the article, and Christopher McQuarrie asked Tom Cruise. He said, "Hey, man, how are we going to top you hanging off the side of the world's tallest building? I don't know what to do." And Tom Cruise uh, nonchalantly said, "Well, I've always wanted to hang off the side of an airplane taking off." And Christopher McQuarrie's like, ah, "Whatever. No, seriously, I want to hang off the side of an airplane." And so they did it, and they had to de- design special lenses so his eyes could stay open. And, they had to make a special uh, rig for the camera to yeah, make sure it didn't break off and hit him in the face. And, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. No, it's crazy. And Do you think it's the stunt that they like went back like they went back and reshot like the ending? Like do you think that's the climactic maybe. stunt? Maybe, because yeah. it's, oh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. And because what makes it even cooler is Tom Cruise is running to catch the airplane. Yeah. And then he jumps on it. And then you're like, oh, Tom Cruise runs so cool. And, but in the There's art, a lot of running in that trailer, too. <laughs> it's movie it's runner, so Tom exciting. Cruise. Oh, man. I, I was funny. I was talking to James because I'm doing the Tom Cruise-a-thon. I got to get back on that. But yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure The Firm was the first. Well, actually, All the Right Moves is the first movie he really runs in. But The Firm is he's like chasing his wife and he's just like, so determined to catch her. Shit, he's running on the, on the cover. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. But they did that eight times, uh, him hanging on the side of the airplane. And he also said... That no matter what the look on my face is, don't stop rolling. I'll give you the signal when I want you to stop rolling. So the funny, the crazy thing is, though, so if the plane takes off, it has to land with him on it, too. Then he has to get back on, go again, go again. That's that's why Tom Cruise is a badass. That's ridiculous. Yep. Oh, that's man. why I love him. And that trailer I watched, I said, oh, I want to see this movie. Uh, yeah, this it, looks, it looks really, really good. Go, Tom. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Um, real quick, we're on a first name basis. I can say Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a quick glimpse of what Deadpool is going to look like in the movie. Um, does anybody care? It looks like he does in the comics. It looks like. Uh, if you want to see a really funny version of that in the inside flap of Wolf Cop, the Wolf Cop is doing that as a werewolf, and he's naked. And he's laying on human skin. It's pretty funny. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I, I have the Blu-ray. If you want to see the picture, and I'm like, should I flip that over and have that as? <laughs> filing but it has a slip case so i guess that doesn't matter so uh, for the record i'm not throwing this in because i want to like poke jabs at brad um i'm throwing this in because i think it's funny for a different reason so there's some casting news for teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 this week mm. um which is that uh alessandra ambrosia is going to be in the movie um which is now the second time that meg ryan has been replaced meg in a sequ- or meg- megan fox i mean has been replaced <laughs> in one of I her think sequels megan fox is still in it isn't she even if she is, like yeah, they still. That I think whoever wrote these articles for about this bit of news is just in, like they're just trying to drum up an article because sure. I think she's probably just a one minute character in the movie. Oh, do you think? Yeah. Oh, Did you okay. hear the name of the movie? They've dis their name for it already. Yeah, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Half Shell. Oh God! <laughs> True so story. Dumb. I just read that at dinner today. <laughs> it's not even like. Uh... What does that mean? It means like half a movie. Or... I don't know what it means. <laughs> like, it, like you should call it double then, something. I just or... hope yeah, double I mean, trouble. If, if they turn it to turtles in a half shell, okay, right. But it doesn't make sense. But at least it's fan service. Yeah, but just calling it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles half shell or some like string semicolon like sentence like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles into darkness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Revenge of the Teenage Mutant. Ninja but yeah, turtles. I think it. It's oh yeah, like... they could have just said in a half shell. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it, and it, yeah. 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 But I think the model thing is just like, 
hey, we need some Turtles news. So Will Arnett's making out with this model for a scene. Yeah. It, the, the crazy thing, too, is was really that hoping. movie was greenlit fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I cannot believe how fast that movie. Yeah, the, they spent the, a lot of money on the first one. The, that remake of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not good. No. So, I am Leonardo. Welcome to Teenage Mutant it's Ninja Turtles. It's not good, right? That's your opinion, no, too? it's not. What if Meg Ryan played all of the Turtles, though? <laughs> oh! <laughs> that would be pretty good. That would be really good. Would that That'd help That would be worth seeing. Just for the curiosity of it. I, I love that headline, by the way, that you're on right now. Uh-huh. Um, so, I've mentioned in the past some of the stuff that's going on with Fargo Season 2. Um, they cast, uh, apparently Ronald Reagan is going to be in the second season, and he will be played by one Bruce Campbell. That's so awesome. Ryan, Ryan, this now means that you have to watch all of Fargo I Season know. 1. I know. I don't know how much he's going to be in it, because he's shooting Ash versus the Evil Dead right now. But, oh, I don't care, but you need to watch that I was show. reading the description of it, and I guess it takes place as Ronald Reagan's on the campaign trail or something. Yeah. So I guess he's going to make a stop in Fargo. Well, because even that show was... Um, was you know back some years and then they're going even farther back in time because it's uh the main character is the mother of the woman who is the main I'll character watch anything with Bruce Campbell show, so. in it. yeah i mean you you should we've um, seen jack of all trades that show's great no i haven't 23 episodes <laughs> um speaking of casting news basically everyone from all rats is coming back to all rats so we're I've, gonna get I've that heard, did you like mall rats i do i love oh, mall rats I love it. <laughs> Yeah. Ben Affleck's the wild card. Like, yeah. can they... I don't know why he wouldn't do it. Though. I, yeah, I mean, seriously, if Kevin Smith calls up Ben Affleck, do you think he's not going to do like do a scene? Well, I know his guys in his Clark's wife too. doesn't like What's Kevin Smith, doing? so I don't know if she'll yeah. let him. But he's he's got to get out because technically his character should be like in prison, right? Wait, <laughs> who's your favorite new kid? Jennifer Garner doesn't like my favorite uh, Kevin Smith? Whole movie. No, she doesn't. When did that happen? Uh, he said some like crass isn't thing. Isn't a podcast? And, yeah. it, like he said something, and he, uh, he called up Ben Affleck. He says, "Hey, man, I don't think Jen likes me." And he told the story, and Ben Alice like, well, know the fucking audience, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it is interesting, though, too, if you listen to Ben Affleck do commentary on Chasing Amy or any of his early stuff, he's really funny, really candid. And as it furthers his career and he becomes a bigger star, he kind of way tones that down. So it's a bummer. Cool. I, miss, I miss inappropriate Ben Affleck. <laughs> Kendall, did you watch a lot of X-Files? Did you ever get into it? I have never watched X-Files, but I'm, for some reason, super excited about the X-Files news. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm really happy. Yeah, so they're coming back and making a, a limited series with the same characters in it, um, sort of a follow-up, which I, I don't know how I feel, because there is a part of me that's like, yeah, but like no one liked the last two movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I kind of like Fight the Future. Um, I actually never saw the second one. Did either of you guys see the second one? No. I've only seen the first one, and I don't yeah. remember anything. I tried to yeah. watch the Rends whole series piece. of The X-Files, and I yeah. watched like half the first season. I did the same thing. And not that it's bad. It's no. just I can't get into it. Yeah, I, it's one of those things. I, I, I did the same thing like with Supernatural. Um, sometimes with those very episodic um, kind of shows, I don't get sucked in in the way that I want to. Um, like I, I kind of need that through line in the whole yeah. season to keep me going sometimes um and there just wasn't especially in a first season like i need there to be something that like is building and that's know? the thing too I, I never talk to any x-files fans or say oh you really have to watch this season you know when i tell people about 24 i'm like watch season five right you know and i just can't, i can't i've never heard an x-files fan say oh season three is the best yeah or like with buffy or star trek where people just say like just skip season one and you'll be okay <laughs> i like, like season just, one of buffy i like I season one of buffy. of buffy you just you have <laughs> to get through season you're so one. awesome <laughs> so i saw a meme today um, okay with one of the actors from firefly yes uh flipping the bird in it and it says um so you can bring back x-files but you can't bring, bring 
bring back Firefly. Fuck yeah. you, Fox. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that show had many, many seasons and was like a, a cultural touchstone where Firefly was not, to be completely honest, which is why. But you um, think now, Joss Whedon would be like, dude, I want to remake Firefly. Okay. No, I feel yeah. like they would let him. Oh, I'm sure I feel like they're, yeah. they are going I'm pretty to. sure he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. six I, episodes of X-Files. They can't do six episodes of Firefly. Well, that's true. Yeah. That is very true. Here's the thing is... Is there any chance Avengers Age of Ultron is not going to be the highest grossing movie of all time? Mm. All time? Yeah. Uh, Avatar's got like a way... Has two billion, but like yeah. the market's gotten so much bigger. And so I, I think it can. I really do. I, think I mean, it, they have... I think it might eclipse the previous movie, but I don't know if it's going to... They've marketed, it. They've marketed really well in March 28th. China. That's Here's the thing, though. With Avatar, it's like... It's the international box office for Avatar that is what makes it. It's well, not the here, domestic. And here's the thing that drives me crazy about it, too, because sometimes on box office mojo... So Jurassic Park was re-released in 3D, so they have a Jurassic Park 3D separate from Jurassic Park's accumulative total. Right. Avatar, they combined them when they re-released it. So, like, the other $40, $50 million it made, they added it to the original theatrical run of it. Which oh, I think's, really? I think it's weak. Well, uh, they also... I mean, they did the same thing oh, with Star sorry, Wars. Kat. <laughs> they did the same thing with Star Wars. So. It's weak. Yeah. It's really not its initial run. Yeah. I mean. And I swear James Cameron fucking lies. There's no way so that many people <laughs> saw Titanic. He goes to. He, <laughs> he goes to don't believe that. He goes to other countries and buys a whole bunch of tickets to his Here, own Here's movie. the thing. A part of me really wants to watch Titanic again. Because I only saw it once. I saw it in the movie theater when I was in high school with my brother's girlfriend. And I freaking hated it then. And I don't know if I have a bigger appreciation for it now. Watching it? No. Nah. You're really shaking your head? Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it because I don't want to see it again. <laughs> Just like I don't want to see Avatar again. But James said, oh, no, I'll get you borrow the Blu-ray. And you, no. you might like it like I did in 2009. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold on. It's not a bad movie. It's just not the best movie of all time. Like, it's not bad. It's not Creature. Yeah, I mean, when you compare those two, sure. Right, yeah. Oh, no, I've seen Avatar once as well, and I'm like, this is a piece of shit. Oh, come on. No, it is <laughs> it is a pretty cool-looking movie with some neat ideas in it. So there's a long-running joke on this uh, podcast that I just poke James on subjects that he gets really <laughs> And I don't even the know Avatar why I'm defending this thing. <laughs> I, own, I bought it for a dollar because I liked the case. I didn't even want the Blu-ray. Love it. Yeah. Anyway. You just skipped all the Sigourney Weaver parts. That's what <laughs> yeah. I would do. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, she is not a high point of that film, unfortunately. Um, it's the high point of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, did any of you guys see that little short film, The Leviathan? No, it was on the went around Patriot the internet Street for a little there. while. Yeah, um, it was a sh- like CG short film that was poking around for a little while. Uh, Fox just picked it up. If you haven't gotten a chance to watch it, check it out. Like Brad, just search for The Leviathan. Things, it's really you, cool. You need to make a really effects heavy short. And if people like it, they'll pay like $10 million for it and you get to direct true. it. It happens it's constant. It happened like three times this week. Effects so, heavy. Effects heavy. <laughs> effects heavy. I'll, I'll learn Blender and get on it. Yep. I'm just, I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, hey, bro. I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> I made an awesome effects short. It's called Jean-Claude Van Damme's Damn Van. It's got tons of compositing in it. <laughs> awesome. It does have really good. <laughs> you dick. Sweet. It does, it does have a large amount of compositing in it. It does. Yes. So maybe if you know you, some studios are like, man, we need more compositing in our film. Right. It definitely looks better than Out of Africa, and that movie cost $40 million to make. <laughs> oh, I was going the same place. Um, we've talked before about them making a, uh, a film adaptation of Ready Player One, and apparently Steven Spielberg is attached to that crying. now. 
Um, that's okay. Just let him cry for a while. Like, <laughs> not a big deal. He'll cry himself back to sleep. It's not. That's not a problem. Um, actually, while Ryan's out of the room, this is a great opportunity for me to talk about all the wonderful Downton Abbey news that's going on this week. <laughs> oh my god, this is so exciting. Keep in mind, I have to leave at Fuck some you. point. So okay, we'll move faster. <laughs> um, so they announced this week that season six is going to be the last season of Downton Abbey, which I think is fantastic news. It's much like when they announced that um, you know that Lost was only going to go to, se- to six seasons as well, because it's a show that. Um, in order for it to finish its story well, I think it needs to have that definitive ending. Um, they need to be able to actually build to that stuff. There's some characters in that show that need to start dying. There's some things in that show that need to start changing. And I need to know how some of this stuff ends because it's really good and I really love it. And I don't want it to, I don't want that show to just keep spinning and like become the melodrama that it's that it is much better than, you know, like it's really close to a melodrama. Um, and if they just have to keep writing stuff, I'm really afraid that it's going to become not as good as it is. Um, Kendall, you don't watch Down Abbey, do you? I love Downtown oh, Abbey. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm behind. I found another one. I am behind, one. though. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. No, I am, I'm behind, too. I, I, I have the season five Blu-rays, but I haven't watched them yet. Um, I just love any show with fancy British people. Yeah. I just... I'm so jealous. It's really good. <laughs> um, it's funny because for three seasons now, I've been saying that Maggie Smith's character is going to die. So now, for sure, How in the next she season, not died? she's she has aged like 20 <laughs> years over the, the span of the show. Everyone the, else has just fallen off and she's holding right, strong. Like all the young, attractive people have died. <laughs> and, and a woman who started the show at 90 years old and has aged by <laughs> like 18 years as the show has spanned that, that time period. She's still alive somehow. It's I, probably I don't like get the it. real Maggie Smith. She's probably, not gonna yeah. die. Oh no, she's never gonna die. Um, hopefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm. How do you feel about it? Are you sad by the idea that there's only one more? Not really. I am a big fan of shows ending before they're bad. Right. So I'm actually I'm cool with it. Good. I'm Good. excited. Yeah. I don't want like, I don't want another like a third whole season about oh no mr bates maybe killed somebody (laughs) i need them to put that to rest and let's let's decide who's going to be happy and who's not and just move on so um very cool uh all right i'll I'll save that piece of news for when ryan comes back so uh actually i I can't honestly so we're just going to keep moving and um one of the writers from hannibal is going to be writing the next friday the 13th movie um ryan how do you feel about that Damn. <laughs> oh my god, I like that is so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, I think it's actually probably pretty cool. Um Hannibal's a really smart show that is actually written in a way that I don't know, you can respect. So um I think it'll be cool. It actually makes me, as somebody who doesn't like Friday the thirteenth movies, interested in Friday the thirteenth. Well uh, I'm right, and I like Friday the thirteenth so much I don't care what they do, as long as I get Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> uh and then the very last thing is um, maybe the coolest news I've heard in a very, very long time, uh, which is that they are going to make a film adaptation of I Kill Giants. Uh, Kendall, have you ever heard about I Kill Giants? I have not, but I like it. I Kill Giants is a really, really wonderful story about a, a I believe, 14 or 15-year-old girl. Uh, it's a comic book written by Joe Kelly. Um, and she's she's a huge nerd, and she's constantly living inside of her head, and she believes that there are um, giants that live in her neighborhood and it is her responsibility to slay them. Um, and you know, she also then goes to school during the day. (laughs) Um, and it's a, it's a brilliantly written book. Uh, I've, I've 
many times on this show talked about the fact that I hate Joe Kelly for making me cry in public when I finished that book. Uh, it's well worth anyone's time. Just go go to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. Find a copy of I Kill Giants. It's amazing. You will love it. Um, and so they're going to make a film out of it. Not a lot of news. Uh, Christopher Columbus is apparently going to direct it, which means it's, I mean, at that point, going to be uh, live action, which I think is cool. But I really, really hope that what they do is that they have um, basically like animated elements in the movie. Because um, the way that it's, the way that she dreams, I think would work really well if, rather than having like big CG giants and stuff like that, I mean, maybe the giants could be CG, but there are like these little pixie characters and things like that that sort of pop up and, and like float around and are part of her, her thoughts. Um, and I think it would be really cool if that kind of stuff was all done in like a paper craft kind of animation. Um, that's the way some years ago when I dreamed of wanting to write that script, even though I knew that because Joe Kelly is actually a producer as well, that he would eventually be the one to write the script. I was Son like, Son of a bitch, you're talking about I Kill Giants movie news. Yeah, I am. Oh, we also skipped over uh, Friday the 13th. Does that make you want to see Friday the 13th now? Uh, I did. I said, yeah, it, it kind of makes me more interested in Friday the 13th. Love How it. do you feel about it? I, a, they're taking an accomplished, interesting TV writer to make it different. I'm down. Cool. Um, how do you feel about I Kill Giants? Um, hopefully it can make me cry like I did reading a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite interviews we ever did that no one will ever hear is our interview with Joe Kelly. Yeah. Because our mics were messed up and just him talking about the experience of writing I Kill Giants and it coming together. It's a beautiful book. It's like, I'm like getting welled up thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to love it then. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. You don't if you read, love to cry, you will love that book. You don't read comic books, but you should really read I Kill Giants. Yeah. Yeah. You really should. Oh, man. All right. Cool. That's news. Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I got to make my collection of Jason Statham movies bigger next week. So does that mean we're doing DVDs and Blu-rays? DVD releases and Blu-rays. Who cares about that one? (laughs) Interstellar is the big one next week. Anybody not have that one pre-ordered already? I don't. You sons of bitches. Are you excited to get your IMAX cell with it? I am. Because I don't know what else to do with it. Like, ah, fuck you, give it away in the movie. <laughs> there's, a, there's a really cool um, feature that already leaked online. It's like a 10-minute video about how they did the puppeteering for Chase and Tars. Mm. Oh, man. It's so cool. I mean, like, I want to see it again, but man, that movie, I, I don't know about that movie. Yeah, you should... I'll lend you the Blu-ray so you can at least watch the special features because let me tell you, like that thing to me made me respect that movie so much more. Sweet, Uh, because those robots were mostly practical. Wow, I mean the movie's well made. I'm not taking anything from the movie. Oh, totally. Just I don't know about the execution. Sure, Uh, the Imitation Game, which uh, Brad and I both saw. Kendall, did you see the Imitation Game? I did not. I heard a lot of mixed reviews about it, though. Really? Yeah. Do you guys like it? I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. I like Benedict Cumberbatch's voice. Yeah. I like Keira Knightley's face. Yes. <laughs> you know, I've seen two Keira Knightley movies in mid-afternoon a couple years ago, and both times I was the only one in the theater. Really? Yeah, it was uh, oh, the uh, most dangerous, but dangerous. Dangerous Mind. Dangerous, dangerous Methods. Dangerous Method. Yeah. I forget the other one. Something with her in it. Cool. <laughs> uh, Reese, Reese Witherspoon's Wild comes out this week, which yeah. is that, yeah, I, I didn't really hear much about it. Is anybody else tired of Reese Witherspoon and her freaking chin? No, <laughs> I mean, what is the deal with it? Why is it so pointy? You it's know, like she like filed it down. You know what movie Reese Witherspoon's really good in? Oh no, Mud. <laughs> um, I like Matthew McConaughey in Mud. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. There's a there's a movie this week called Outcast, oh which <laughs> this is the worst cover. 
It's called Outcast. It stars Hayden Christensen and Nicolas Cage, which it looks means like it's they're just in, gold. Like King Arthur times. Is that like a knight I, I think, uniform? Yeah, no, they're definitely knights. Yeah, they're some kind of knights um, or maybe like samurais or something. Uh, though, though, I mean, Hayden Christensen is like wearing like just a normal modern day jacket. So maybe he's maybe he's oh, maybe, maybe he's, he's a jumper. Maybe it's a re uh, like a reimagining of a of the last kid in King Arthur's court. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's like jumper. So he jumps. Yeah. He jumps back in time. So it's a sequel to Jumper. <laughs> yes, it's a sequel to Jumper. He jumps back in time and he finds authentic Japanese samurai Nicolas Cage who teaches him how to be a swordsman. Nice. Uh, do you have you seen the new Star Wars movies, the prequels, episodes yeah. one, two, and three? What's your favorite one? <laughs> you son of a bitch i don't want to answer any of no. this i feel like... no answer if you want we have a, it's another it's, long running it's it's oh fine. no what my favorite star wars movie is no just just, just, just the prequels, prequels. because if everyone the other ones it's... don't count yeah well no the well, other no, no, ones are all great yeah 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 um <laughs> my favorite one's the first one <laughs> oh in your face Why? Oh, you, you also oh. was that the wrong answer no that was for me that was fact that's the right answer while, while you were gone we also discovered while talking about downton abbey news that kendall's a big downton abbey fan so yeah uh, kendall, do you want to just be on the yeah. show every week yeah like, let's do it <laughs> so uh, like someone someone appreciates my english uh period <laughs> drama taste that's actually exactly what she said yep uh, <laughs> i just like Pretending I'm fancy and British. <laughs> Don't <There's>, we all? <laughs> uh, there's a Blu-ray release of Arlo Guthrie's Alice's Restaurant, which is cool. I haven't actually seen the whole movie, but I love the song. Of, a lot of people don't like it. Look at that. That's too bad. <laughs> Two stars I, out of five. I actually on think, Amazon. That's bad. I actually think I'm going to go ahead and buy it because I really like the song. But I, I know my my friend Brandon, his mom always used to sing that song. Yeah. I don't know why. Uh, I have a cousin who listens to it every Thanksgiving. I don't know why. But, well, there is like one line about it being Thanksgiving, but really? I don't. I don't it doesn't encompass anything about Thanksgiving to me. See, that's how box art should be, right? Yeah, Night Game with Roy Schneider. Schneider. Wow. Well, we're both doing <laughs> it today. Yeah. Um, uh, which this is really a, a cool. Have you ever seen this movie? No, I haven't like heard a, of it. it. It looks like it could almost be a, a Scream Factory so release. On it, it's a it baseball is. with the dude with a hook for a hand going through the baseball. Yeah. So, and then that's just it. That's like the it. The background is just like a tattered, is it like 1980s? blue and black. It looks like a 1980s like, uh, horror movie. I mean, we could we could, Scroll down, we could we'll spend say, some time fuck. looking. Right there. Uh, two, oh, 2015. 2015 release date. Yeah. Oh, see? I knew that wasn't going to help. Um, and then the very last thing oh, yeah. is um, there's a Jason Statham movie called Wild Card. And he's like jumping on it like yeah. this. You can't see that because it's a podcast, <laughs> it's, but it's he's pretty like, cool though. He's like jumping like this. <laughs> it's, a, it's a creepily accurate rendition I know. there. It, I saw you look exactly like Jason Statham. I saw a trailer for it, and there's this really badass part where he punches this dude in the face, and yeah. it's like slow motion, and you see like the ripples going through his face. Oh, it's like Matrix? Yeah, but I also read that that's the only action scene in the movie. Oh, no. I mean, t- in a Jason Statham movie? <laughs> yeah. What is he doing for the rest I, of the movie? I don't know. Uh, Robin Banks and banging chips. There was a, there was a time on the podcast, I don't know if you listened this far no, it's not that long ago, but I watched all of Jason Statham's movies. Yep. And if you look on my Blu-ray collection, it starts Robert Downey Jr., then it goes Tom Cruise, and then it's all Jason Statham. <laughs> I think I have 36 Jason Statham Blu-rays. Wow. Oh, man. Um, the cool. bank job, the best one. Agreed. I think so. What's next? We should do what we've been watching so that I can get that out of the way oh, and then take you off. You know what? <laughs> You know what? You're constantly leaving. No one cares. It's true. Uh, you're going to have to go first then because yeah, it's, it's 820. Exactly. Yeah, I know. This is what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. 
And so, since I don't think I've done this segment in like four weeks, I got like a lot of backlog. Yeah, to you go son through. of a bitch. Oh, great. It's going to be like Star Trek fucking Voyager or <laughs> oh, something. Dude, can we watch some? Yeah, I, I rewatched all of Voyager. Oh, wait. What's the one you had? How did you feel Space at the end? Nine? What? How did you feel about the end? Voyager? Yeah. We talked about that one. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Maybe you weren't here, but um, it was all right. It, I fell asleep. It's not that iconic All Good Things episode, but. Yeah. Um, and I it felt really been. wrapped up really quickly. Like. Oh, shit. We found a portal. Yeah, we found a portal, and also, like, the. There's a couple episodes, like one or two episodes early in the season where... This is what I do when they talk about it. Don't (laughs) cross-talk. Brad, how you doing? Oh, hey, yeah. I was talking. Um, Nobody cares. (laughs) What did you watch these last couple weeks? Um, But yeah, Voyager, the the whole um, Chakotay and Seven of Nine romance is like sprinkled in and then it's the focus almost of the last episode. I don't know. It's it's so bad. Yeah. But uh, real quick, I I finally saw Kingsman. Oh, cool. Service. Oh, sweet. Liked yeah. it. That movie's oh, awesome. Yeah. But you again, didn't... it was like four Have weeks ago. Have you seen ago, it, Kendall? So... I did. It was super fun. I know. Do yeah. you like when all the heads blow up at the end? It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that movie's so weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sty- it's the style of the movie. Like, all the. And the weird thing and... is, is my mom asked if she should see it. And I don't know if I should tell her to see it because of butt sex. <laughs> the lash out so of the movie. Weird. Yeah. The difference between your mom and my mom, I knew exactly to tell her not to see it because <laughs> of butt sex. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. My mom wanted, when saw Django Unchained with me, and she really embarrassed me in it. She's like, who is that guy? When it was Christoph Waltz. Like, oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I don't take you to movies. And I, the other day, well, I'll get when I'm watching stuff. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I started rewatching 24. So I watched Live Another Day. And it was it's weird only having 12 episodes. It's like such a breeze to like go through. And I watch it again, too. It's really good. I, I think it's oh. like really good. So you just you're just rewatching that season, not the whole show. Well, I'll get to that because um, I rewatched that season since the, it aired on TV, and I, see, I'm saying it's I want to say it's good, but it's not awesome because I'm watching season one again. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, like I always thought, like season five was the best. Um, but watching season one right now, I really I used to think season one was the weakest of the of the, uh, mm-hmm. the series, but now it's like the best to me. Really? <laughs> um, After rewatching, actually, no, I thought three was so the best. But yeah, season one, and it's almost like part of it's that it's not about like a nuclear device or a chemical mm-hmm. weapon. It's just a vendetta oh, uh, against true. Jack it's Bauer. More... Yeah, it's it's very low key yeah. and very personal. Um, oh, that's when he was head of seat. No, he wasn't head very of CT dramatic. Then, was he? He he was just the director. Yeah, and then I think Chappelle was the head. Yeah, of... Chappelle. Fudge, well, he was the head of division. Dave Chappelle. Uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle. Cool yeah. man, I gotta finish that show. <laughs> I gotta watch that again. Um, I freaking love Twenty Four. Yeah, it's just like it's dramatic and intense. Um, I would love for a listener to tell us in the last 196 weeks that we've been doing this show how many times you guys have rewatched the entire series of 24. Because <laughs> well, I think two. it's more than 24. I, I don't think so. I don't remember the last time I actually talked about the more than original episodes. seasons of a, a 24. I think I think you've rewatched the season, the whole show more than 24 times. That's what Maybe. it feels like. Who knows, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I'm in season two, and Sold. it's all nuclear disaster. It's it's very, you know, if it was a... It's 24. If it was a movie, it's like the amped up sequel. Um, everything's intense. The best part so far is when Jack uh, brings that pedophile in and just shoots him in the chest. Hell yeah. And he cuts awesome. his head off. It's <laughs> like, give me a hacksaw. I know. I, <laughs> it just I, ends. I, mean, I think I've told the story many times, probably on this podcast, too. It's the first time I ever saw 24. It was season four. And I was over at my, I was picking up my friend Brandon and his dad was watching it. And it's this, I think it's the first or second episode and they're trying to interrogate this guy because a train's going to blow up. And he, 
he walks in Jack Bauer. He's like, I don't got time for this. And he shoots the dude in the leg and he's like, okay, I'll tell you. I'm, like, I'm watching this show. And I loved it ever since. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Sweet. Loving the first season again. And then um, the last thing I watched, which I'm really excited about. It's like my new favorite thing is a show called Danger 5. Ooh, okay. It's this Australian show. It's only like 13 episodes across two seasons right now. So there's like six in the first one, I think seven in the second one. And it's about this team of spies. Um, and the first season is acted and shot very much like a 60s TV spy show. Um, but it's totally Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sam Van Humor, where their boss is like a regular human being, but he's wearing an eagle head. And he gives them you know, their mission. And their mission throughout the whole series is to kill Hitler, <laughs> which is in the 60s mind you right 30 years after <laughs> okay his reign um you know there's like or 20 it it seems stupid like the humor's whatever as little as 15 <laughs> in some ways but yeah um and the humor is like it's so ridiculous but if you think about what it takes to actually produce these gags in the show like it's insane i think that's the hardest thing is when you make something ridiculous and it's funny yeah. Because, you know, you can look at it and say, oh, this is so stupid. But, I mean, the thing is, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my queue. Yeah. But you, the, the actors and people have to commit to it. Yeah. Because if you have somebody who's, you know, trying to be funny and it's not, then it ruins the whole show. And I always say that's what makes Hot Shots really great and Robin Hood Men in Tights and Airplane is everybody plays it straight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the dialogue's ridiculous no matter what happens in it. So after I hit it, and, you know, I think it has five stars on netflix yeah I, everybody loves it it's a, it's amazing um like i was saying the amount of work that goes into producing a show like this um all the wide shots of like establishing shots of everything are miniatures and then they have like animatronic like <laughs> Did you see james perk up then? yeah <laughs> he, he said miniatures yeah he's, he's checking like the wavelengths <laughs> hitler like flies a blimp in and like picks up the eiffel tower and carries it off it's like just a you know i don't know six foot or six inch scale uh, Eiffel Tower, and then I'm in now. The I'm the totally team in. the team's infiltrating his base, and uh, uh, they activate like Hitler's dog. It's like a decoy dog. It's just a stuffed animal. Yeah, it is. And it's uh, they're like activate bitch mode, and then the dog gets like a female voice, and then uh, you see like the actual Nazi dog um, across the way, and then uh, their dog shows up with like smoking a cigarette, and then uh, he's like, "Hey, stranger, how you doing?" And then the the Nazi dog starts talking, and then like poison gas comes out of the <laughs> the Danger Five dog's mouth, and like gases him. He falls over. It's just like hand puppets. It's so s- ridiculous. Yeah. And then, uh, what else? Uh, what are you What are you watching it on? Because I, I feel Netflix. like I've seen ads. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I knew I'd seen ads for it. I just um, wasn't sure where. Colonel Chestbridge is the bald eagle um, uh, leader, and uh, he's giving them the information and. I think the second episode is the uh, Nazi dinosaurs. Like Hitler genetically creates Nazi <laughs> dinosaurs to rampage. So it's all these claymation dinosaurs like breaking into buildings and like trying to eat people. <laughs> and then, uh, but part of the briefing is like uh, he's telling them, "Yeah, Hitler's created all these dinosaurs to do this plan." And then the the female uh, like blonde character, dizzy blonde character, is like, "That looks like a Tyrannosaurus Rex." And then Chesbridge goes like, "No, Claire, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Why don't you try thinking before you open your mouth?" Like, just completely is mean to her all the time. You know, tells her to shut up. Um, so she's Meg? <laughs> yeah, she's like the Meg for him. Uh, one of the team members... Uh, one of the t- team is uh, a Russian girl, 
and she only speaks Russian throughout the whole series, and everyone just understands her in English. So it's subtitled a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, to get through this faster, like season two is even more insane because they just jump ahead to the 80s, even though it's like a day later. And it's uh, like one of the episodes is uh, Johnny Hitler. So it's like an 80s <laughs> high school thing where he's super popular. Uh, and then it turns into a, like a Friday 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street like parody. Um, and then the first episode is like uh, Miami Vice. It's it's crazy. It's And it's even more like... Like at one point, Hitler's running around with like four chainsaws, yeah, that are on fire. How is he holding them? <laughs> and he murders a girl with a shark. How is he holding the chainsaw? <laughs> a Nazi shark. He's holding with his hand. The two are attached to each other, and he's got like the sets in each hand. Are they attached on the like their Darth Maul <laughs> chainsaws? Yeah, basically. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm in again. You yeah. focused on a really <laughs> miniatures. weird part of that. <laughs> <laughs> miniatures and Darth Maul chainsaws. Yeah, I'm down. And it goes further and further into the future, like. Eventually, they have to go back in time because of Back to the Future. And then at some point, the timeline skewed off and Hitler took over. So it's like Hitler land. And he, he runs a casino and he's having sex with the main dude's mom. Not that close to Back to the Future. But... Oh, son of a bitch. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Not exactly. The Pizza back Huts are now like Hitler hats. That's what they're called. <laughs> and uh, there's a fight scene in there uh, where uh, one of his henchmen is a dude with like a wolf head with ruby eyes. Because one of the characters smashed his eyes in with rubies. <laughs> but he can still wield a uh, samurai sword, so he throws ninja stars and pins one of the Danger 5 guys to the, the the counter. And then the other guy shows up, and then it turns into a Street Fighter video game. Where they fight each other. Or Neo Geo uh, Final Fight, I think it was. Fight, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you watch the whole scene play out as, like, 16-bit graphics. <laughs> Sweet. The amount of work that goes into making that show is just, like, yeah. Cool. It's so... Very cool. Impressed. So... Um, and I think I watched something I hated, but I can't remember what it is, so let's move on. <laughs> Kendall? Cool. What have uh, you watched? Oh, man. My whole life has been House of Cards. Yeah? Lately. Do you watch House of Cards? I don't. Are you, are you caught up, or are you, like, No, I'm on season three. I'm, like, halfway through. Oh, okay. But I think I'm, like, such a dork, and I will never have this life where I'm, like, a powerful person that people are afraid <laughs> of me. So I just, like, I love watching it, and I love, like, being afraid of them. <laughs> just being, like, oh, my God. These people could, like, just fight me and I would do anything, so... <laughs> I don't know why that's... I also love Robin Wright so much. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey, because I think he's, like, a... Isn't it better, too, to say Robin Wright and not add the pin on the end? Yeah. It so is. It makes I me love so happy. It. Her short haircut. Yeah, because I take her from Princess Bride to now. I don't do anything in the middle because it has no. a pin on the Someone end. Someone was watching The Princess Bride the other day, and I was like, no, I can't even look at her because I'm just picturing, like, House of Cards, Robin Wright. <laughs> and I, like, just want her to be, like, my, like, terrifying mother... Like, I wish I just grew up with her. <laughs> like, someone I was so afraid of. That was weird. But, yeah, that's what I <laughs> so, you, so you want to live in fear your whole yeah. life? <laughs> I wish my mom wasn't so nice. <laughs> Having weird emotional reactions. <laughs> Why aren't you more like the bitch on House of Cards, Mom? <laughs> um, I watched Spring recently. Ooh. Really, really good movie. Really? Yeah. Really yeah. Really see that it's bad. not... If you want to watch a horror movie, it's not... It's marketed as like a horror movie, mm-hmm. I think, and it's not really at all. It's like kind of funny. It's it did pretty... do a Telluride horror show last year. Did it, it really? Yeah, really. It's oh, being man. marketed as a horror film, but it's super. It's like super witty. It's a romance more than anything else. But it's like it's beautiful. It's amazing. I want to see this movie so. Bad. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like everything I was hoping someone would say about. Like if Matthew McConaughey yeah. is in it. Oh man. <laughs> James is all over. He plays that. every character. Oh my god. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, very cool. Yeah. 
Very cool. That's been me. Everything else I don't think I liked, so I can't remember. <laughs> or I've just been like kind of not watching but mad about it, like yeah. Insurgent. Have you gotten, <laughs> have you gotten particularly good at like not paying attention to the movie when you're in the theater? Oh if it's yeah. Something you don't want to like. Have yeah, to I zone it out really hard. If it's like super slow, I kind of just like watch movies yeah. as I'm working. But like Insurgent, I've been watching parts of it, and it's just like so much crying. Really? That's it. It's just a lot of crying really? and like gray outfits. It just takes place in like virtual reality or something. I heard the whole thing's like a long therapy session. It kind of, yeah. What? She's like in a gray room hooked up to machines. Yeah. This could what? be totally wrong. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't actually seen the movie, but that's what I've gotten. You've only seen the, that one scene. That like one scene, but it's like the whole times. movie. <laughs> yeah. Works for us. It's more than we've seen. Right. Weird. It's not what I was expecting. I'm at just going to tell you a bunch of things that don't, aren't real yeah, about this make, movie just then. Make, just, make, cool. just make sure you make me want to see that. see that. She's Holy just, shit, Matthew McConaughey's in it? <laughs> and Bruce Campbell? plays all the characters? <laughs> and then Robert Downey Jr. and Jason Statham show up and fight? <laughs> <laughs> and at one point he punches Bruce Bruce, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell and his face just like goes... Bleh. <laughs> oh my god, I need to see this. That's yeah. it. <laughs> That'd be an awesome movie. Cool. Cool, cool. Sweet, I'll go. Fuck yeah, James. Cool. Um, I saw a few things. Uh, the first thing I'll talk about, because I kind of mentioned it last week, and me and Brad went and saw it. We went and saw Zombievers. Oh, yeah. um, Zombievers is maybe the greatest, <laughs> stupidest movie of all time. My goodness. Um, so the name Zombievers is really what it is. It's literally <laughs> zombies that are beavers. Okay. And the beavers in it are puppets, and they don't make any thing to like hide the fact that they're puppets are they like kids puppets or are they like uh, they're like 1980s Holy Grail horror puppets. movie puppets so they have some animatronics on them and but you can tell the guy is like holding it behind if them. you could go to a <laughs> store and get like a plush beaver and just put your hand inside it and like move it with your hand that's about the quality of yeah the <laughs> and add some puppetry yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow but in it these kids go up to this cabin for the weekend to get away from their cheating boyfriends their boyfriends show up but there's evil zombievers there and it's and the zombies, zombie beavers are created by just a toxic waste spill. Yeah, which with, is uh, funny Bill story. Burr, who's the other guy? I think it's the director. It's yeah. uh, there's it's not like there's not a better story like that. There's just no more room in in Beaver Hell, <laughs> and so the undead have to walk the earth. Yeah, yeah. Dawn of the Dead reference. I only bring that because they don't die. Yeah, to get created. Yeah. yeah oh, exactly. But so they're not even zombievers. Uh, well, we don't know if they really die. I mean, maybe they died and came back to life. I don't know. I guess the toxic waste could have burned them to yeah. death. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's it's really zany and it's really some weird parts in it. I mean, the beginning with the toxic waste bill, it's Bill Burr and uh, the director, uh, I think Brad mentioned. I think and, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and they're just talking. And Bill Burr, how they spill the toxic waste is he's looking on his phone and texting. And he says, hey, there's a cow or deer in the middle of the road. He says, I see it. Okay, I trust you. <laughs> like, then he hits the deer yeah. and it explodes in gore. And... He's like, I guess I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I didn't see it. But the lead up to that was like, I think they just br- break the ice in the movie of like, he says, so I dated a dude once. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy goes, tell me more about that. Yeah, it's really bizarre. <laughs> uh, but it's just really silly. And then you find out if the zombies, zombievers bite people, they turn into like beavers that are zombies. It's <gasps> no. really funny. Yeah. 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 The bear becomes a beaver. Oh, yeah, the bear becomes a zombiever. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's even credited in the credits. Yeah. Zombear Ever or yeah. something. It's, uh, the guys who wrote it are American Pie people and I think uh, some other comedy people. So it's okay. really weird. Um, and I, stay after the credits. Yeah, stay till after the credits. It's just a really it funny leads to movie. the sequel. <laughs> yeah. Zombies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's just a really goofy movie. It, I, yeah. I, I'll never forget. It was that Friday in Brad's text. Who's coming to see Zombievers with me? <laughs> I call him. I'm like, Mom, come watch my kid in two hours. <laughs> and because I have to see my, this movie. Because my mom's a great lady. She was. My mom yeah. lives like a mile away, but she says, okay, <laughs> I get to hang out with Kellen. And by the time she got here, he was already asleep. I'm sorry, oh. Mom. TV's on. See ya. <laughs> I'm going to go see Killer Zombies. Zombievers. Yeah. Um, I was impressed. Like I imagine, like the dialogue and story of that movie would have been kind of dumb and generic, mm-hmm. like most yeah. those types of movies. But it was actually really funny. Yeah, it was. It's like I was impressed because you know those movies can go either way. Right. And I was telling Brad as we're leaving, it's going to take a lot for that not to be in my top ten next year, <laughs> just so I can mention it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I watched a movie like, called. Oh, what? Sorry, is it is it like so self aware that it's like oh, on yeah. the on the um, Hansel and Gretel scale of yeah actually I mean, being genuinely fun? Yeah, I mean, there's a part where they have a dog. I was about to bring that up. They they throw it in the water to distract the beavers, <laughs> so the dogs can get in. And the beavers are these. The effect of them are they're like chasing the dog, but it's 100 percent practical. But it they're like half the beaver in its tail, and it's just like chasing it through the water. It's, yeah, the, the tail's just like <laughs> yeah, the tails you want me mechanically flapping. <laughs> yeah, it's like a paddle boat. <laughs> It's just they know that up it's, on this dog. They know it's cheesy. It's basically <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. But the fact they didn't just throw the dog in the water. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. it's fun. Cool. Uh, I also watched a movie called Bedtime Stories, which is an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, and it's really cute. I don't know why people hate on Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler, and in it he plays. Does he get peed on by a deer? No. Then I'm in. He plays a guy named Skeeter, and his dad was was going to leave him a hotel. His dad went into hard times and his dad was a great storyteller so he sold the hotel to the dude from harry potter i don't I forget his real name and yeah, he just recently well, passed Snape. away no. dumbledore no i would know those guys harry potter no. he sold it to harry potter yes he sold it to harry <laughs> potter and and it, it turns out that that becomes the biggest hotel in the world and they're going to build a new one and he promised to leave to give that hotel to adam sandler's character and the guy does and he gives it to guy pierce who plays you know the his name is Kendall. His name is Kendall in that. That's right. And uh, I know bedtime stories. And, uh, and it's a really cute movie. And he, I liked it. Yeah. it's it, Literally, he just tells stories to his niece and nephew, and he places himself in the stories of, like, being a knight, you know, Spartacus. Um, I thought it was really cute. And they even mm. did a part where Adam Sandler talked in his, and he was, like, an alien guy, and it was fun. I, I don't know why people. I don't know why people hate on Adam Sandler so much. I always have fun watching his movies. I only hate on the ones where he's doing a lot of woobity woobity woo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I, I even I saw Blended earlier this uh, a little bit ago, and I thought it was still pretty cute too. Yeah, but you actually in your review said that he didn't do any woobity woobity. He didn't because right. I also don't market Blended as a dad trying to cope with the loss of his wife and trying to protect his daughters. So I mean, mm-hmm. of course he rides an ostrich in it too, but yeah, whatever. Who doesn't? Yeah, exactly. So I, I really enjoyed Bedtime Stories because, again, I love Adam Sandler and I had fun watching it. Uh, I also rewatched – actually, I put in last night and it was Catch Me If You Can. Oh, hell I yeah. I got it on Blu-ray. My wife has never seen Catch Me If You Can. What? And she stayed and watched the whole thing. I said, this movie's great. And it's still amazing. And I love Tom Hanks in it. And there's some really cool shots that Spielberg does at any time the FBI is around. All it is is the handgun on in frame and walking through the frame. It's really cool. And – Leonardo DiCaprio is really great in it. I'm surprised he's never won an Oscar and because he's usually really good in all of his movies. Yeah. You don't have to win an Oscar to be a good actor. I know, but <laughs> they give it to people that don't deserve it. So it's just bizarre that someone as loved as Leo does hasn't won it. Man. But, I mean, there's just some so many great scenes. You know, the scene that 
there's a couple scenes. I love for a fun scene. I love when Hand Ratty gets into his hotel room and Leo's already there, uh, and they have that. Uh, hey, you forget your watch. Yeah, you hold on to it for a minute. Uh, wallet and uh, yeah, wallet. <laughs> and they just have this great scene, and Tom Hanks's character realizes that he's been duped. It's uh, great. And then there's a, a really sad scene when he sees his father again, and he goes into the bar. And he tells him that he's getting married, and then his dad kind of throws it in his face. And uh, it's just a, a great movie. Again, it's an, a movie that's two and a half hours long that doesn't feel like two and a half hours. No. Because uh, it's like a caper. And I forgot how great the opening titles were to that oh, movie. Yeah. And the uh-huh. music by John Williams. Oh, my God. I love this movie. Because uh-huh. I haven't seen it in years. It is It is one of the the top five best Spielberg movies ever. Yeah, because I let my stepsister borrow this movie like eight years ago. I never got it back. And so I kept on forgetting to get it. And then... It was used at trademarks and like, yeah, bought that period with uh, Cash Me If You Can, the Terminal, and Munich. Like he killed it, and people don't. Oh yeah, yeah. All they think of is like War of the Worlds, and never got appreciated. Yeah. And yeah. What was the other one? The other big thing you did around then? Uh, I don't remember. Minor Minor Order Report. Yeah, Minor Report. That's a good movie too. Yeah. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So the the last thing I watched was I'm I'm a really big fan of Sam Raimi. And he was in a movie directed by a guy named Josh Becker, who is now a makeup effects guy. And he helped him out on Evil Dead. And it's actually Sam Raimi is a co-star in this movie. And it's called Thou Shalt Not Kill, Except. And <laughs> and it has uh, Timothy Quill, who we also interviewed at Mile High Horror. So make sure you listen to that. He's actually one of the stars of the movie. Oh, cool. Uh, it's written by Bruce Campbell and Scott Spiegel. Scott Spiegel uh, directed a movie I really love called Intruder. And he's also a writer for Evil Dead 2 and a couple other movies that Sam Raimi does. And... And in it, the guys are playing Vietnam guys, and they're in Vietnam. And the, the first half of the movie is like a war movie. And so it's them in Vietnam, and they have to go back and readjust to life being back in Michigan. About halfway through the movie, it turns into a crazy cult. Like, Sam Raimi plays a Marilyn Manson character in it, where he has, like, a really bad wig. And he's really crazy. And he talks about how he's going to kill people for God. And uh, there's this part where there's all this blood on in this bucket and he's Sam Raimi sticks his hands in it and he grabs his chick's hooters with it and he lets go. So there's handprints on her boobs and it's the gore is over the top. It is so bizarre. Hmm. But the thing that I love about Sam Raimi is uh, he's a really big three stooges fan. So I've never seen him really act before, but in this he's, you know, Oh, I can't wait for God to punish the whatever the wicked. And he has a sword. <laughs> And he's like chopping people in half and uh, yeah, it's really bizarre, but it's really good in a way. I don't know how to describe it. Is this recent? No, it's 1985. Oh, okay. <laughs> they made it in is between it, Evil Dead the, and Evil Dead 2. Is it one of the the like best 10 films of 1985? Uh, no, <laughs> okay. but it's fun. Like there's, there's a part where the town's being harassed by these uh, cult guys. Yeah. And so all the, <laughs> all the army guys are go back to his house and they go it's time to go to work and so he opens up his trunk that's full of guns and they're all in a line and so he throws each one to him they grab it and cock it and then walk off screen then he throws the next one they cock it walk off screen and then they fight all the cult people (laughs) and this one guy uh he gets his wallet stolen by one of the cult people earlier when they hook up it's long but they hook up with him and so he, like, stabs this girl and, like, shoots her. And he picks up his wall and he looks at her and goes, bitch. This is, like, so stupid. And, uh, yeah, it's if you want to see a zany, gory, hybrid war 
horror slasher movie with the cult leader that has a samurai sword who dies on a motorcycle at the end. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. In a really violent way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, thou shalt not kill. Except. <laughs> and I watched the trailer for it. It was so brilliant. You, the trailer starts, there has been ten commandments for that we need everyone to live by. And it's like, thou shalt not, that blah, blah, blah. And then it goes to, thou shalt not kill. Except. And then it goes to all them, like, mowing people down and stuff. Because <laughs> there's a part where they're killing the Vietnamese and, like, their brains are blowing out behind their backs and their arms are being shot off. And it's out of control. It, it's definitely made by the guys who made Evil Dead. Cool. Because it's kind of funny. Speaking of trailers, um, <laughs> when I was putting together the film Splosion, the Life Force trailer... Like, that chick is naked throughout the whole trailer, too. Yeah, she's naked for 95% of the movie. Yeah. And then uh, I think it's Return of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some pretty good, like, zombie effects in there. I, like, I can't believe oh, yeah. it's melting guy. I should let you borrow it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's called Tar Man. Tar Man, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty good effect. More yeah. brains. It's really cool, yeah. <laughs> have you seen Return of the Living none Dead? Of it's, none of it's Kendall? scary. But... I have. I haven't seen in a very long time. Since such my, a great movie. Since my child. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that, that's what, that's what played every day after person. Ghostbusters. It's one of my favorite zombie movies ever. Because it's so weird. Yeah. Because there's a part, because all the dead things reanimate. So there's parts where the dogs that are sawed in half in the yeah. <laughs> medical store are like going, meow, 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 meow. it's awesome. I think yeah. I should rewatch as an older person. You should. I think you can get the Blu-ray for like $4. It's mm-hmm. totally worth it. Yeah. It's good. What'd you watch this week, James? Um, I've really only got one one thing because I was out of town. I've got to say, James tornadoes. survived a tornado this week. I did. <laughs> yeah, I almost got killed by a tornado. Um, but other than that, good thing you weren't in that trailer park, right? <laughs> <laughs> True story. Um, the there was a there was a Burger King that got just sucked like disappeared. But that was you know. No. I know that's the best start. Worst prequel. <laughs> See, you just undermined your actual argument because he really does think that the third one's the best one, the one where that scene happens. Uh, and then that fucking garbage CG fight between Yoda and the Emperor in the fuck. Oh god, that whole scene is horrible. You're um, horrible. Uh, anyway, so only thing I really got to watch this week was um, uh, what we do in the shadows, which oh, Brad nice. actually saw yeah. some weeks ago. Um, that movie's really fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it's not like a laugh out loud thing. It's more of like in your head, like that's I, smart, funny. I laughed out loud a number of times. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you haven't listened to Brad's episode where he talked about it, I would just quickly reiterate that it's basically, um, it's four vampires living in a flat together in New Zealand as a mockumentary and they're all different ages. Um, including that there's a Max Shrek vampire there as well, which is one of the more fun parts, I think. Um, and it's, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think there's some really good gags in that movie. Um, I think it's worth, I mean, it's only like an hour and a half long. So you, it's one of those things that it kind of feels like a, like a really good sketch that you, you do want to just have somebody do like, here's all of the ideas we came up for with, or came up with for like vampires living together they're all thrown together. There's not really a plot. Um, we're just going to meander our way through this and it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, the really connecting <clears throat> thread is the whole, what's it called? The ball, the masquerade thing. Yeah. 
And then um, uh, the one vampire is like vendetta against the, right. the beast. Which I was just going to say, the weakest part of the whole movie is when there's a plot. Yeah. Um, like the best things about the movie are just the like funny little gags they have. Um, and the weird little scenes like when when the new young vampire like goes out on the town and is just telling everybody he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, like that shit is the, is the best. Um, so it, I think it's totally worth checking out. Like when it comes out on Blu-ray, rent it or whatever. Um, watch it on Netflix. Um, or if it's at your or local... Or go see it at the Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so totally worth checking out. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. This was a number one movie last week. This is the box office dance. The Divergent Series Insurgent is the full title. Sweet. With a lot of money, $52 million. Um, but the movie we saw, none of them <laughs> was all the, all of them were after that. The oh man, we didn't see the gunman. Yeah, the gunman. Sean Payne. Gunman made a whole whopping five million dollars. People think he's a good actor, but when he says, "I'm going to kill a mom," eh, not really. I don't believe you at all. Yeah, I don't you know what? I don't think he's probably very good at running. No way, bro. Yeah, no one's as good as Tom Cruise. I don't even mean. I just mean good. I don't, I don't mean the okay. best. There, at there's running. there's one person who's pretty close. Is Robert Patrick in Terminator Two when he's chasing the cop car? Oh shit! That's yeah. pretty close to as great as Tom Cruise is as running. That is really good running. He is. He really wants to get there. But no one drives a Camaro as well as Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher. <laughs> True. True. Remember how sweet that scene is? There's no music. Oh, it's just him driving. Oh, have you seen Jack Reacher? I didn't. I have this. I have a thing where I think I hate Tom Cruise, and then every time I watch a movie with him, I love him. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I think I hate him. Right? Is it because he's but weird? I, yeah, maybe. Yeah I, yeah, I always I'm able to separate everybody's personal life from movies, except for Sean Penn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, because he just oh, man, he's the worst. <laughs> he is. Uh, God. He's so bad. So what movies are you looking forward to seeing this year, Kendall? Like, what's coming up that you're really stoked for? That's such a good question. Because I keep asking people that. Thank you. I'm a host no, of a podcast. I keep asking people that. <laughs> and everyone's answer is Star Wars. So I feel like it's a cop-out. Which is like but the I last movie for, of the year. Yeah, but I am excited for Star Wars. Me too. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm just... But it would make for a really disappointing year if the next big exciting movie were Star Wars. Yeah. Especially when we have like Avengers and I know I Jurassic am super Park. excited for both of those. Yeah. Jurassic Park, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited. <laughs> he's so hot. Yeah. He's like he looks like a baby, but I think he's funny. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah. Like... <laughs> Actually, I, I started watching Parks and Rec and that show's really funny. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I I I've only seen like I don't know, 10 or 11 episodes. I just finished it. I would say the first season is not good. No. But it does. But there's some great moments in it when uh Ron is showing off his desk. And he has that gun that points right at you when you yeah. sit down. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, it gets so much better. <laughs> I think that's the first episode. It's such actually. a good show. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting to get into it. Which season of that show does Amy Poehler leave? Never. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's oh, why you hate it. Do you not like Amy Poehler? I really hate oh, her face. Oh, we're going to fight. No, I just don't like her face. I love her. Oh. Like I Reese like... Witherspoon's chin? No, it's not a, It's not like an attractive thing. I, I like look at her and just uh, everything funny around her just stops being funny. Well, there goes our interview <laughs> chance with her. Sorry. <laughs> I just can't help it. So uh, it's because I can't help but think of like Baby Mama. My brother Steve loves that movie. Uh, you've <laughs> never, you don't know who my brother Steve is, but he's like this big macho guy. I'm gonna punch everything in the world. But he That's loves those awesome. romantic comedies like Baby's Mama. He always borrows them from me. He's like, "Oh, did you get, uh, did you get the Divergent series Insurgent?" No, <laughs> just kidding. 
So yeah, Avengers, is there anything like under the radar that you think is going to be really good that you're looking forward to? Not yet. I feel like I never hear about mm-hmm. that to like midway through the year. And then I get super excited. It's hard with movies like that because they always kind of sneak up on you. You know, it's kind of like the movie we saw this week. But every once in a while, there's a movie that sneaks in. Like this, uh, The Guest I watched this Mm -hmm. year, but it came out really short in theaters last year. But the movie's wicked cool. So, you know, you never know. Or Wolf Cop, you know, I saw this. Wolf Cop. Yeah, it's a cop who turns into a werewolf. True story. Ooh. Based, based on a true story. Yeah. <laughs> that I let James borrow, but I only gave him the case. Yeah. Good friend. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> he drove home and I opened up my Blu-ray and I'm like, whoops. Yeah. Not going to watch that. Yep. Cool. Cool. Uh, Brad, did you want to hang out? I think we're going to do the review. That's a good time for me to go. Brad is going to go shoot. Brad, thank you for yep. stopping by. Kendall, it's nice meeting you. You too. I'll see you at the Alamo. Um, All the time. Yep. Cool, guys. Cool. Bye. Catch you later. See ya. Hey, make sure you don't suck any dick on the way out. <laughs> 37 dicks. My girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? Anybody? Clerks? Clerks? Hello? Uh, yeah. See you, Brad. Be safe. I think he's going to people, shoot pornos People shooting so late. People leaving In the always makes the best radio. I know. It's like, see ya, buddy. Get out of yeah. here. He's still here. He made all those sounds of uh-huh. the door opening himself. <laughs> yeah. We edit those in and post. <laughs> so, Kendall, I'm sure you know we when before we do the movie, we t- say if we should see it or not, mm-hmm. and then we play the trailer, and then we spoil the hell out of the movie. Ooh. So, Kendall, should people go see It Follows? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I have so many opinions, but yes, everyone should watch it. It's Very super cool. entertaining. Hmm. <laughs> now, James, you texted me earlier and said, "Is it a movie you should see?" James, I, no, so should people? Okay, go ahead. My sorry. text specifically said, "Is the it follows <laughs> worth my time?" That was a tough one because what I was, because you know, I'm a guy who doesn't really like horror, like horror movies, right? And he asked me if you should. Have you seen the mm-hmm. Evil Dead remake? No, I haven't actually. It's like super violent. James can't stand those movies, uh-huh. and he freaking loved that movie. It was higher on my top ten list than it was on Ryan's, and Ryan's favorite mm-hmm. film is is Army of Darkness. So like. So, it's, Every now and then there's a fluke. Mm-hmm. So, so, so Ryan was like, <laughs> you know, he said some things and I went and saw it. I, I want so badly to love this movie <laughs> that I might. Mm. Um, I have some issues with it. I definitely think it's worth people seeing. Even if you're not, if you're not into like, if you're if you're like me where you you can do horror but you like stuff that's more psychological or you like things that are a bit more heady i think you should check this out because it it wants so badly to be deconstructive but unfortunately it's still a horror movie the, it's like the inverse of hurt locker the last 10 seconds of this movie make everything worthwhile for me really yes it's like so, the most controversial thing in the movie i was reading uh-huh um, so yeah, I think that people should check it out. If you like horror, just go see this movie and yeah. Uh, I thought this movie was really great. I, it's a really good horror film. It's different and I appreciate it because of it, because, uh, yeah, nobody can see, but I organize my Blu-rays by genre, genre and the most, shel- the most shelves I have is all horror because I love horror films, but they can be bad. And this film is definitely a great horror film. And here is the trailer for It Follows. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with 
a really cute guy driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. Okay. You awake? You're not gonna believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's gonna follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. I'm scared. I need to find him. What did he really do to you? Apparently he used a fake name to rent a house in the city. This isn't real. I swear to you, this is just some game. If it kills her, it gets me. It goes straight down the line whoever started it. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Something happened. That's not what she thinks, okay? You don't believe me. me everything's okay it could look like someone you know or it could be a stranger in a crowd whatever helps it get close to you So It Follows is a story about a girl who is likes a boy and she ends up sleeping with him. But this boy happens to have a really horrible thing that happens to him. It's a curse. It's like a curse. It's like a – I don't know. What the, what's the word when it's, it's representing basically an STD or something that you get? It's a that, metaphor. It's a metaphor. Thank you. Is a me- he, he, he got a degree in English. So. <laughs> so basically what happens in the movie is if the person – who has this curse sleeps with somebody and then that curse follows them and will kill them. If that person is killed, then it falls back to the next person. To so the, per- yeah, the, 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 the person, original person, yeah. original, well, not the original person, because well, yeah, the, the person, person who came. passed it along. Yeah. So it's an interesting power play in the film where it's, it's like an STD where it, it's like AIDS. If after you died of AIDS, the person who gave you <laughs> AIDS died immediately. Exactly. Sort of. Um, so yeah, so in it, it's just this monster that chases you really slowly Throughout. It just walks. It just walks. It just walks. And I think uh, it's super creepy because of it. I think the director did an amazing job of shooting the film. Mm-hmm. The opening shot is four or five minutes of one shot of the girl running out of her house, looking, oh, seeing the thing, true. chasing her, walking, running around, running inside her house, coming back out, getting in her car and driving away. It's really good. Um, so, yeah, I I've, I fell in love with this movie. Uh, because I like the uneasiness of it because it's not it's not your typical scare where it's jump, 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 jump. Right. It's, in, in fact, there's very few jumps. Yeah. And in it, it's purposely building tension through – there's great shots. And one of my favorite shots in it is the guy mentions it could be somebody you love. It could be somebody you don't know. You don't know who it is. And they're all sitting at the lake. And they're talking, and you see that one girl, like her adopted sister or stepsister. Yeah, I'm not sure what is walking by. It's her friend. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, yeah, I never yeah. understood that. The one who's always reading the book in the shell. 
Okay. Yeah. Which, Can I say something about that? Because I yes. spent like half an hour Googling that because I was so mad. Yes. And it doesn't exist. Okay. I so I don't know what it is. Isn't the movie <laughs> set in the 80s? No. I think so. Then why are the TVs so big and, and like all of the applications? It is super ambiguous. Like big, the time. Well, I think it's because it takes place in Detroit and, and they don't have a lot of money because the cars are driving are definitely not 80s cars. Okay. She drives like a. It looks like a 2000-something Corolla. Mm-hmm. But then, like, even the appliances that they put around the pool are all, like, they're, old appliances. They're super old. None of them have a cell phone that they yes, use ever. True. Like, the one she, When she calls um, Greg on the phone, she has, like, an old... But then that one girl's old, got, like, but... a Kindle inside of a yeah, Polly Pocket. That, exactly. Like, something that so, we don't even have. I mean, maybe he did that on purpose because <laughs> he didn't want to age the movie. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense to me, too. Um, it was... It was Honestly, it was really frustrating. Really? Yeah, it really... Because her Polly Pocket phone thing was the only thing that stood out. So if it weren't for that, like, mm-hmm. I would much more have liked the movie if it were, like, Let Me In, where it was really well set in a time period. Um, like, where I didn't like have to... It really bar- doesn't bother it, me. It was it only the Polly Pocket so phone. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it really did. Because... It was ambiguous enough that it could. It kind of felt like it could have been like the eight, the late eighties, early mm-hmm. like mid, early to mid nineties, um, except for that one element. Like that's the one mm-hmm. thing that exists in the movie, and he deliberately shows it to you. Like he, he yeah, invented, like I can't figure out why he invented <laughs> a a Polly Pocket Kindle and it like got a shot, probably CG'd it in of this thing, and I just don't understand why it's there. So is there a way we can find out what he was thinking about? <laughs> And shooting that, I think the Alamo Draft House has a dinner with oh, him. Oh, guys, he will be here on Monday. <laughs> is that sold out? Probably. I think it is. I, I'd imagine. So. I want to say it is. Well, if you're there, Kendall, I'll be working it. Actually, yeah. you got to throw that question <laughs> yeah, out there yeah, and be sure like, I'm going to. I have a list, um, guys. sir. I was recently on the Real Nerds podcast, and we had a really, really intelligent question. What the shit is with that Polly Pocket phone, man? So, getting back to the real part of the movie, um, <laughs> no, I just think it's uh, like it's really creepy because. No one else can see this entity, mm-hmm. and all the kids are just talking and having fun. And then you see her f- friend go by on the tube, and you realize mm-hmm. that that's the yeah, the one walking up behind the monster. Which I mean, the way so like that one didn't work for me because as soon as I saw it walking, I was like, oh yeah, that one's walking like the thing. Like I knew, mm-hmm. you know, the truth is for me, um, I don't know that I was ever scared by it. I don't or, think it's supposed to be scary. I think it's supposed to be uneasy. Right. Because I mean, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, there's also that great shot when they go to the high school to figure out who Hugh is. And they the camera follows them into the office and it stays on them. And then it pans mm-hmm. around and you see, I don't know, some girl walking yeah. slowly to him. And then it keeps on panning slowly around, comes back to them. You hear the door open and then they leave and it pans mm-hmm. back around and they get mm-hmm. in the car. And then I the, love that shot. I love that. It was walking. so good. I just think yeah. it's really inventive. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a Matt Reeves shot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love Matt Which to bring up him again, because yeah. I just referenced him for Let Me In too. You know, um, it's just the movie is really well done. And I, I read an interesting uh, interview with a director because they, they were talking about some people had a problem with the pre-ending where they're in the pool and they're throwing the appliances in to electrocute it. And he, his rationale is says they're kids, so they're stupid. So they think they can conquer this by doing something stupid and they realize it doesn't work. It was such a teenager thing to be like, let's just get yeah. a bunch of stuff and throw it in a pool. Let's yeah. not think about the like logistics of this. I, I agree with that, except for the fact that he used a he used an old movie trope, which was to not show us them doing the like them planning it. Yeah, right. Like he did that cutaway when they were like, "Do you trust me?" And so, unfortunately, what we've been trained as audiences is that when you do that, it means that I'm expecting that they have a good plan. 
So when I see the plan, like I ended up just ending up, I was like confused because I was like, what am I missing? Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how they arrived at this idea. Whereas if you had that scene in there where they were like, look, I think it follows you. You just told us that like it, it fucks people to death. So that means it's trying to get really close to you, obviously, because it's also walking towards you. Um, so we got to get to a place where we can like kill it in an area. You know, like if, if you had that scene out and we saw their rationale, I think it would work better. And I too, you know, when I'm watching it, I just think of the Terminator, the the speech that Kyle Reese gives. It's he says it can't be bartered with, it can't be sympathized with, it will not stop until you are dead. And that's all I could think about is this thing. I mean, and it's creepy. I mean, the first time you see it is that naked chick, and you know he pushes her to the edge, and you see it walking up slowly, and he's telling her, "You don't worry, it moves really slow." And I wanted to show you, so you believe me. And then you turn around, and it's walking still slow. It's just the idea is, I think, really effective. Yeah. I think I had issues. I wasn't afraid of it because I thought the rules were too loose about it. Because hmm. it was, really? I thought it was so. I wanted, even though he says, like, you know, it'll be someone you don't mm-hmm. know, someone you do know. I like wanted a reason why sometimes it would be a person that they mm-hmm. knew. Sometimes it'd be someone they never showed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Why they could, they couldn't see it, but they could like interact with yeah. it. Like, um, what was the other thing? Yeah, I, just all of those. <laughs> I actually, I was going to say almost the opposite thing, which was really? I, I, I actually <laughs> really liked the fact that the rules were well-defined, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, but that, yeah, I, I, for me, the problem was it, I want to dig into why it is certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it certainly seems like, and this is one of the things that I think does the movie actually a disservice, but it seems like whoever it is right before it kills you is who you would really want to not have sex with. (laughs) Um, So that's a thing. And then I also like, if I compare, if I compare the, the, like the people that it turns into, especially when it's supposed to be scary, like the girl who shows up in the house, Mm -hmm. if I compare that to any of the like ghosts in let's go back 15 years to six cents, none of them are as scary as those. Like I don't, I don't think that like that girl is very terrifying or that like the little boy in the, the little boy that pops his head through the door. I don't know if it's supposed to be scary though. Mm -hmm. To me, when I interpret it, I I think it's an uneasy feeling. It's the, because I'm a big fan of slasher films. And so something to me, one of the best misrepresentations of Jason is that he kills people only when they have sex. He actually represents the untimely death. And that there's nothing you can do to prevent him from coming to get you. Because mm-hmm. when when you're in high school or something, everybody probably knows somebody that died in a car accident, maybe committed suicide, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that character in this film represents. It's the untimely death. It's not really someone made a mistake. And I think that's too why this movie works really well. is because none of these people asked for this. Mm-hmm. And there's no reasoning behind it. I mean, uh, that's one of the big things you we talked about Friday the 13th earlier is they're going to explore jason's supernatural abilities which to me is a little it it, it takes away the aura of who the character is um not that i think jason is scary but when you start over explaining something and then it kind of loses its luster i'm sure they're gonna have it it follows again and they're gonna talk about (laughs) they're gonna talk about you know where it came from it follows you farther (laughs) (laughs) but i mean there's something to say of the constant threat chasing you and mm-hmm. I think why it's effective too is because it just moves. Yep. You can never escape it, mm-hmm. and it, you can get away from it. And I think too that's why it's effective. You can get away from it, uh-huh. but it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. 
until I, you're dead. So I agree with you 100%, <laughs> which is why I wish that I wish he hadn't I wish the movie didn't try to be a horror movie, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I wish that the girl instead of having that girl like be creepy, I wish it had just been a person. I wish that in all cases None of those people had been like for me. The creepiest ones are like the old lady who tr- who follows her yeah. through the school, mm-hmm. especially when you get to the end and you start to realize what he's actually trying to say with that care with that with it, um, like with that last shot. That's when the movie could have been really really smart, if if it hadn't felt so much like a horror film. If it if it really at the end they were saying, hey, it's just death. And yes, it's always following you, and all you can do is keep walking, which is fucking awesome. <laughs> and why I love this movie, or want so badly to love this you movie. You love this movie. It's a good one. I just, there are some things in there that I, I wish that, I wish the whole movie were wrapped around that idea and not around it trying to be scary sometimes. Well, because I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, you can only get so far away from this thing, you know, because he mm-hmm. made... True. Because... I mean, obviously, they didn't – again, why I really like this film too is they really didn't reveal the plan of why she slept with her friend eventually is because he was going to go down and sleep with a hooker. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he sleeps with her. It's like, oh, then she's going to sleep with one guy really soon and then he'll be away from us. But they didn't think – yeah, the hooker might sleep with somebody immediately. But is the person who paid for the hooker going to sleep with someone immediately after that? Yeah. <laughs> so it only has to kill two people. And they didn't tell the story to him, I'm sure. It's like, hey, that thing's going to – something's going to come and get you. So it's – Kill, kill, and exactly. it's immediately right after him again. So do you think he slept with the hookers? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You do? I think, I thought it was crazy. That's not the movie I saw. Really? I was so annoyed every time because I was like, the first guy did the right thing and was like, look at this, yeah. it's going to kill you. So she like knew it was coming at her or else she would have died immediately. Right. Well, because I mean, everyone else you're right, they, died right away. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt Sorry. <laughs> no, I keep on interrupting you. Because they also <clears throat> alluded to that she got on the boat with a, like three dudes. Yeah. So she fucked three guys and that thing killed all three of mm-hmm. them and came back for her yeah and so it's a to me it's i don't know that's why i think the movie works so well is because it it doesn't let you know everything mm-hmm. you draw your own conclusions you think he didn't do it which i actually makes the ending more terrifying because he said he was going to do it and he didn't do it just so he could manipulate that girl into liking him because Ooh. see now that movie makes way better sense so <laughs> Uh, I believe I believe the shot is not him stopping a car. I believe the the shot is deliberately him pausing and then oh, yeah, continuing on. Yeah, and yeah, that makes way more sense because mm-hmm. that's why it showed up so quickly again. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then the question is, does she know? No, obviously not, because I, you know, man, now I, I just look at the I movie think... a whole new way because <laughs> because they had a lot of like establishing shots of him really jealous of her with other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he basically tricked her into being with him. I think it's cooler if she knows. Mm. I think it's I think it's <laughs> I think it's cooler if the end of that movie is coming to terms with the fact that it's yeah. always following you. That is that is one thing I didn't like about this movie was that girl was this like role of the girl. Mm-hmm. I feel the weird message I got from it cuz I'm a girl. Mm-hmm. Was I know, just it's like that you're here. it was <laughs> like I was a little bit offended by it because uh-huh. I did feel like it was like this constant just like you have sex, it will follow you forever. All of these. And then every time she had sex with someone, she was like, her body language was like super like kind of scared and hurt. 
and it was uh-huh. like kind of it was like bad to watch like it was hard to watch her do so you this. didn't think she felt that way because she didn't want to pass it along no like or... i don't i feel like she kept doing it just like as something she thought she had to do and she hated it like oh, every time okay. oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah and i was like this is like hard to watch it feels weird that like it's just this constant just like you have sex it will follow you everyone else kind of like got out of it somehow mm-hmm. besides, like dying passing it on to another person except for her with the exception of the first time yeah because that first time she's not like that mm-hmm. yeah no, yeah I, no the I, first time yeah I, she's fine right yeah the first time actually everything is very nice yeah <laughs> um, it's interesting too watching when me and my wife saw it at ten thirty in the morning so today so you're seeing it with obviously like adults mm-hmm. yeah and we were in this theater and as opposed to all the children that are in this <laughs> std well, horror movie uh, <laughs> let me tell you the story that i saw friday the 13th 2009 at 10 30 at night uh on a friday and there was kids in that fucking movie oh my oh. gosh yeah i know that's why it was before the alamo it, it should <laughs> follow those parents yeah right and uh, people it's just like the captain america and bucky thing people gasped when he went behind her and chloroformed her I'm like, don't you watch the trailer? Yeah, I mean, you, yeah the- I'm like, don't you not see these trailers? But you know then this, again, this is not a Nicholas Sparks yeah. movie. That yeah. wasn't the end. It's one of those things where I think all of us are so tied to movies that mm-hmm. we have a basic idea of what's going to happen. Yeah. And and this movie, I mean, it came out of nowhere. It was supposed to come out Friday the 13th. And then they're like, oh, this movie people really like. Mm-hmm. And then they pushed it to the 20th. It was supposed to be at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. And then they expanded it nationwide. And so they pushed it back one more week because this was to just be – very limited at the Alamo only mm-hmm. and then VOD and it's doing very well. Yeah. It's, I was reading today, yesterday it did like $1.2 million with like no put marketing push. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to do more than the gunman. I know. I think it's going <laughs> to make about the same this week. And that's amazing. Cause you know, the gunman's probably like a $50 million movie. I'm, I'm right. guessing this movie is like $2 million. Yeah. Cause and it looks really cool. No, I, I think I, I can't like wait that to it see looks the like a lower budget. Yeah. yeah. Like I loved that about it. I can't wait to see what this director does. I really want to see his, what, what days is, is it the same day as it is, showing yeah. the same movie? What's um, the called? Myth of the American Sleepover, I think, is at 5 p.m. Uh-huh. It's like right before the It Follows. Is that one sold out? It's not. Oh, it's on go. 35, too. Oh, I got to go see that yeah. one. Because he's really interesting, and he's a really f- – I mean, like I said, I love the shots in that movie mm-hmm. because when, when you make uh, – he reminds me of uh, James Wan. James Wan is a great horror director because he did Saw, uh, the first Saw, mm-hmm. and he did Insidious and The Conjuring. And he does a great job of placing his camera and moving it. And I felt that David Michael Green, Mitchell Green? Robert Mitchell. Robert, Robert Mitchell. <laughs> same thing. Um, he kind of did the same thing where mm. in a different way, his movements were more fluid, but he gave you the hint of something was going on. And mm-hmm. I, I love when horror directors do that. I'd like to see someone like that do a Friday the 13th mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's rules you have to have with Friday the 13th, but it doesn't mean you can't bend them because mm-hmm. to me, nothing – it's more scary than something slowly coming after you yeah. and that you know it's there. And again, I don't it think... It stressed me out. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I think this movie is effective because mm-hmm. you always don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's... Even at the part where the window breaks in her house and the dude runs upstairs, like, oh, you just left her there alone. And yeah. what is she... And what is she going to see? And he purposely shot it. If you look, she's like in the lower quarter of the screen. So there's all that stuff going on behind her. You keep on waiting for the thing to... Mm-hmm. happen behind her but what makes this movie really cool is it's always coming at you yeah so it can't really sneak up on you mm-hmm. it, it just, doesn't try like it, it doesn't, doesn't try want to yeah <laughs> it just terrorizes you yeah uh-huh. so i mean and what's worse is trying to escape it or mm-hmm. letting it kill you I, I don't know um and, and you know just the little effective things i I've, little things in this movie i love because again mm-hmm. i'm a huge horror movie fan so anytime someone takes horror and makes it different and unique i fall in love with the film 
when when she wakes up and he mounted the camera to the to the wheelchair, like Ugh. that was one of those shots that was so cool that I was mad at it because I'm like I can't stop thinking about this <laughs> shot. Like you are distracting me because your shot's too cool. This is dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we talk about the sound for a second? Yeah. Because the the score is sometimes obnoxious and sometimes really fucking cool. I love the score. Like when it's a, <laughs> especially in a theater, because they did the surround in such a way that that the like there are times when it will just spin around you, um, like the the really menacing moments. That sound will just spin around you, which is really really cool. Um, the actual theme, like especially when they're like getting ready to fight the thing. That mm. theme is really cool. But there are some times where he'll just... Actually, unfortunately, so the spinny shot in the school, right, where it's coming through the window and he's got that music playing, there are times like that where I feel like it's it's too intrusive. Um, but it, it's still pretty neat. And I think, too, that's what helps with makes maybe the ambiguity of the time period. Right. Is if the music is a blend of 80s horror and mm-hmm. yeah. kind of just loud Knox yeah, like or, that synth. Yeah, yeah. synth stuff. So it reminded it's, me a lot of Halloween. Yeah, so we there was like a um, Halloween stinger in the pre-show before it, and mm-hmm. I like heard like the music, and it was like spot on. Yeah, and I loved it. And you can tell he really loves mm-hmm. you know horror films and those. I think old that's why ones. the time period was so ambiguous because he wanted it to be like Halloween Friday the Thirteenth. Like, yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, he he works in some of the the things that Halloween did so well as well, where he's got like you know, people across the, across the street watching what's happening Mm. and that kind of stuff. Um, he makes that block feel like a living, breathing community. Um, There's no adults in this movie, like almost at all. And all the parents were like absent. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I love watching my little boy on this monitor because he, he crawls when he's asleep and he sticks up his little butt and it's really funny. (laughs) And if he has a hard time sleeping and you pick him up and he starts falling asleep, he'll start smiling. It's really cute. (laughs) I have a really cute son. You're adorable. He does. I can confirm. Thank you. Mm. Cool. So yeah, so I, I still think people should see the movie. I think it's a great movie. I think all the actors are really good too. Yeah. By the way, yeah. um, that main girl's fantastic. I liked her a lot. Was this the first she, movie? No, she's in something else that just recently came out. James will look it up real fast. Oh, actually, I won't because my mouse isn't working. So no, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she's fantastic. Um, <laughs> what is this? Twenty oh eight. We shit on our phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I mean, I I think it's really cool. Um, I, I was. I was kind of nervous about it because I usually don't like horror movies. I know. Especially... Was my text message any help to you? <laughs> um, it, it was. It was enough, you know, because I had I had all this like these errands and stuff. I was running with a friend trying to help people out, and um, uh, Maka Monroe is her name. I swear, I just saw her anyway. in something. Um, Probably another horror movie. And uh, and so I was like, well, you know, like I could skip this one because I always feel like my oh she was in the guest that's why oh yeah she is the main there girl in the guest um, <laughs> and the guest is badass <laughs> I always worry like like when we did Insidious and I I watched that movie and was like I don't know if this is good or bad like it's not for me and so that's what mm-hmm. I'm always afraid of is that on movies like this my I I kind of feel like my opinion sometimes doesn't matter because it's so out of my wheelhouse that if I if I review it. Like it's it's like a review with no background at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I don't like. I've seen Halloween. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, but I don't I don't love them. And so if I don't have the passion, it's really hard for me to invest anything in like telling you whether or not it's good. Uh, but in this case, oh, that last shot's really good. 
Yeah, it's really fucking good. Uh, are you gonna explain the last shot to people, or are you just gonna? <laughs> oh well, I mean, so what, so why is it so good to you? Um, so basically, that last shot, as we have alluded to, is just the two of them walking down the street, and in the background, we see what I believe to be him in the same exact clothes, following them. Um, and what's great about it, it's actually a very like, um. What people are going to miss, and what I would almost say you guys are missing, is the scene right before that, where the girl with her stupid fucking Polly Pocket phone thing. <laughs> I love um, that part. I have another is, thing about this girl that I want to ask you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, is is reading off this uh, excerpt that I can't remember where it's from. Um, and basically what she's saying is that, like, death is coming for all of us, and it's either... <laughs> It's six months from now, or it's 30 days from now, or it's a week from now, or 30 minutes from now, or it's now, but it's coming. And the fact that it's coming is both, you know, terrifying and sort of serene. Um, And so then you have this last shot where the two of them are walking, and they're perfectly happy, and they're walking just fast enough that it stays half a block behind them. Um, And that's, like, hauntingly peaceful in that last moment. That's why I said before, I think the movie is almost deconstructive because what it does is, is create a character who is, you know, scary in the way that a lot of slashers are scary, um, but limits it in that it can only walk, right? It's, it's coming for you and it's, it's like a Terminator where you can't stop it, but it is only coming for you so fast. Um, so if you just make peace with it and are aware that like at some point it's going to catch you, then you can just go live your life and stop worrying. Because I think the most stressful part of the whole movie is watching this girl freak out about the fact that this thing is coming for her. Um, there at the end when the two of them th- either either think that it's not coming for them or she doesn't know it's not coming for them or they both know that it is coming for them but they don't care is like the happiest moment of the whole movie. And it honestly doesn't matter whether they know or not. But that's why I love The Last Shot. Mm-hmm. This is so like me backtracking, but the girl with the Polly Pocket yeah. stupid thing. Why? Why do you think she was eating? Like, why would they focus so much on her eating in like almost every shot that they show her? Because she's the Brad Pitt of. <laughs> I just it drove me crazy because I felt oh, like oh you know I didn't even realize that yeah she is yeah, I, I felt like it was so like driven in like please notice she's eating in this right. movie and I was just like I want to know why so bad that he like focused on that. Huh. So hard. And I couldn't, like, I I still just, I don't Mm. know why. Yeah, you know, this movie does play with you too, because I kept on thinking why that the little, I mean, the monster wasn't around for a few, like a week or so, Mm -hmm. was because that dude she slept with slept with her friend because they kept on showing him, like, looking over and checking her out too. Mm -hmm. So I thought maybe he, (laughs) like, he slept with her and then it was actually chasing the other one and they didn't know. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't matter now. (laughs) But yeah, it's it's just, it's a fascinating film. And it's, I mean, it's obviously caught our interest because we've talked about it a long time. Maybe it's like it's some kind of subliminal thing like that that because she's also the only character without any sexual tension. Yeah, I like Adam. Um, <laughs> which there, that's the thing. There's more sexual tension in this movie than there is just normal tension. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of awesome because um, there's like, oh, gosh, just a a, a bag of horny teenagers. This film. <laughs> ridiculous are you a big horror movie fan kendall i am i i'm super critical though yeah. which is okay. this movie was compared a lot to cabin in the woods mm-hmm. from people that i heard it to which i, I wouldn't understand. at all like at all so i kind of went into it thinking that which kind of yeah. skewed my perception right. of it 
But I am a big horror fan. I love it. You know, we have a, a mantra here that we go into every movie expecting it to be good. Mm-hmm. And it's a really hard thing to get over is when you see a trailer, oh, that's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to go in and say, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this because my favorite movie I point to in this mm-hmm. is Battleship where mm-hmm. like, oh, this movie looks stupid. And we're going to have fun. I actually own Battleship because I'm like, you know what? It's fun. Who cares? I'm just going to enjoy the film. So uh, I always say to people out there, it's a hard thing to do, but mm-hmm. – you know, because see, the internet's just full of like bad people, and you know, even it's when you angry, yeah, uh, yeah. well, we get, it's really easy and fun to tear shit apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. nothing is perfect. Everything has flaws. Like we we could have sat here the whole time and said it's not scary. Like nothing ever pops out at you. None of the monsters are scary. The, the whole thing with the pool is dumb. Okay, but you're missing all the things about this movie. They're fucking awesome. Um, and if you don't meet the movie on its own terms and try to let it try to try to give it a little bit then you just end up hating everything mm-hmm. and you'll miss awesome shit like Hansel and Gretel which is a <laughs> badass fucking film yeah. that everybody should see the movie's amazing yeah it's it yeah because you, you just have you just have to get past it. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you personally I'm just you know talking in generals that you know cuz everyone wants to tear stuff down now like the cool yeah. thing in the internet is mm-hmm. to say oh this is going to be a piece of shit this is going to suck yeah. and you have to go in and you know expect it to be good and then you get pleasantly surprised every once in a while. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, can't remember the last film I saw that I could not absolutely believe that it was that good. Um, but I'm sure there's one and I'll think of it after the show. But, you know, it's – so I always tell everybody, go in expecting the movie to be good and then be disappointed when it's not. Don't go in ex- disappointed and because if you do mm-hmm. that, you're just setting yourself up for yeah. failure. <laughs> Whiplash. Whip, uh, see, I th- see, I heard so many good things about Whiplash mm-hmm. and – the thing with Whiplash is what actually really wanted me to see it is I, I think it was Kevin Smith was talking about how the last 15 minutes of Whiplash were some of oh the most God. intense That's moments. So and it was just a dude with a drum. And I said, you know what? I got to go give this movie a chance. And I saw it and I was blown away. I guess, yeah, yeah Whiplash. I mean, I, knew, I heard it was good, but I was blown away by how much I loved that It was film. amazing. I, f- I feel like I walked into it a lot more cold than that. Mm-hmm. Like I just sort of, you know, I knew a little bit about it. And, and so I didn't have those expectations so for me it was one of those where mm-hmm. credits rolled and i was like what the shit just happened in i there? just sat there for like yeah. a long time i was like oh i'm like yeah. stressed out yeah, excited <laughs> yeah are you having fun kendall so much fun. sweet because I, I was gonna i was gonna keep on asking you questions because yeah. we have you here um i don't know what i was gonna ask you next but um let's see for, for me i always compare that thing you're talking about to um I always bring up No Country for Old Men because mm-hmm. that's the first movie where I walked out of it and I uh, – actually, no, it was Children of Men. That's the one. Mm-hmm. I first walked out of it and I said that I felt like somebody had had smashed me in the chest with a television. <laughs> um, and I get that every now and then. Mm-hmm. Whiplash was that way. No Country yeah. was that way where you you just like – you feel like somebody hit you really hard with something and it sticks with you for a mm-hmm. while. Um, when I saw her, I like didn't talk for like an oh, hour really? after that movie. I was just like so upset and just like <laughs> emotional and weird. I was oh, in like man. such a weird place after I saw that movie. I still haven't seen that one. See, I, I hate I, it. it. It's it's bad. Uh, Amazing Spider Man too. I'm such a huge Spider Man mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. That every time I watch it, I cry. And I can't tell you when I first saw that in IMAX. So I'm already seeing it in IMAX 3D. So I have these glasses on. So you know my eyes are already like, <laughs> fucking with me. <gasps> And I could not like the tears are like crocodile tears because I love Spider-Man so much mm-hmm. that just seeing my favorite story told on screen and it's pulled off so well, it just I like I'm at a point in my life where I just appreciate movies on a whole new level. And 
people always everyone makes fun of me but the part at the end where the little boy is dressed up as spider-man and he goes to stop the the rhino i was like oh my god i i couldn't even look at the screen my eyes were hurting so bad because i was so like happy because (laughs) i always thought but you know it spider-man it's not the costume it's a person underneath the costume it's peter parker right and so seeing that stuff is just you just appreciate things on a whole new level and that's Mm -hmm. what i really love about this podcast i've been doing is i've been seeing so many movies and re watching them and seeing them in a whole new light Mm -hmm. and and you know you get past that point when you're a man and you're like oh i don't cry in movies but now i'm like fuck it i don't care because if something like touches me really well i mean i'll get choked up uh i mean amazing spider-man 2 still does it for me (laughs) i I cried so much at the end of that movie i know and you know the thing is i know Lincoln. I cried through the whole fucking movie. <laughs> See, and the thing is, like, next- I started crying twenty minutes in, and I didn't stop crying. I cried through all of Interstellar. I was so emotional oh. the whole movie. I was but like- see, that's the thing is, like, you never know what's like going to touch you. Mm-hmm. That's why you have to get lost in film, because you know, in Lincoln, I never like cried, but I could feel myself welling up when he was telling stories. Oh, and it's like, oh man. Abraham Lincoln was great. And <laughs> the movie just starts with that like speech at the beginning. And already I was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck you, Spielberg. <laughs> no, no. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, recently, uh, the last movie that really kind of got me was The Color Purple. Is there's a scene. Uh, have you seen The Color Purple? I read The Color Purple when Love I was it. much younger. <laughs> and I was like, I can't watch the movie. I don't think. Yeah. So at the, at the end uh, when. Uh, it's so good. When he, he buys the family back and brings them back i didn't cry at that part i cried just before it when he takes all the money and he shuts the door and he's at the american like customs it's like oh my god he's doing it that's a tough story yeah yeah it's just uh yeah so it's it makes me cry like dumbo today as <laughs> on my facebook feed there's a picture of dumbo like standing up to get to his mom when she puts him in her trunk and rocks him to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she's, you know, put away from the other animals. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what is wrong with me? And uh, Pinocchio. I lo- Pinocchio is my favorite Disney movie ever. Mm-hmm. And I cannot stop crying when he sacrifices himself to save Geppetto. And then he's they do that shot of him laying dead with, like, face down in the water. I'm like, oh, my God, not <laughs> Pinocchio. for kids. And the thing is, I've seen the movie 20 times, and I know he... He turns into a real boy and it's happy. But every time I see him, I'm like, no, not Pinocchio. <laughs> because the kid who performs him, little Dickie Jones, that's all I think about. Because the kid who is Pinocchio's voice is Dickie Jones. And when you watch the special features, it's this cute little like nine-year-old boy. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I, I just love um, being able to be touched by movies that way and, you know, letting down your guard and yeah. things like that. It's just so much fun. Do you have any good Alamo stories? Kicking people out, horrible people, <sighs> funny things that happened. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you can tell the stories with no names. With no names, um, I don't know. I, I'm the worst. I like really enjoy giving people warnings, yeah. like, kicking people out because <laughs> I hate when I saw it follows both sides of me. People were talking, and I was just like, oh, this is killing me. Like I want to get up and be like, excuse me, you have to leave. <laughs> did you put up a flat? Like, did you put up a thing? No, because I don't like complaining. But oh. I love people like walk up to me like someone in my theater is talking. I don't know what to do. I was like, I got it. <laughs> so you go yell at him. <laughs> my favorite story ever from Alamo mm-hmm. is I once saw the Monster Squad there when you guys had it with Andrew mm, Goyer. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should put him in front of this episode. Um. Anyways, I 
I was sitting there and these dudes next to me were just like talking throughout Mm -hmm. and the movie started. And I don't remember who my server was, but she was this little girl. She had been like five feet tall. Mm -hmm. And I wrote on there. I was like, can you please ask the people next to me to be quiet? And I put up the thing and she came. She looked at it and gave me the thumbs up. And then she walked away. I'm like, oh, she's not going to say anything. (laughs) And then they started talking again. And like a fucking puma, she came around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. And she looked at me. She's like, guys, you are not allowed to talk at all during (laughs) movies. And they all just slumped in their chairs. Like, oh, my God. She got (laughs) And I was like so happy. It's like you gotta you gotta play it cool when yeah. someone puts up a card because you can't go straight to them because then right. they'll know it was you and I don't yeah. want to rat you out like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was awesome. It made me so happy. It's funny. So we we referenced before that Ghostbusters was the first movie that we saw at mm-hmm. the Alamo. Did you so, see it when we when it was like re released? We saw it, no. Well, we that? we saw it before the Alamo okay. opened. Oh. Um, so it was during one of the like test um, the te- the like test nights, mm-hmm. you know, where everything was like half price and shit like that. So we <laughs> ate, we ate all the food. Every, they're like we know everything's gonna be terrible, so right. everything's gonna be half yeah. price. It actually it ended up working out just mm-hmm. fine. I think they they just they knew that like the waiters weren't yeah weren't, like trained yet and mm-hmm. you know everything was going to be a little bit sloppy um but so it's it's ghostbusters and we're watching the movie and there's these people who are who are just they keep whispering behind us you know it's that like like that you know where you can just hear the s's in their words um and and like both ryan and i are sitting next to each other we're like we're clearly both frustrated by it but we're we're having the same exact thought process which is look this is the first time like no one under a it's it's Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. So everybody's seen the movie. Like we should have a better sense of humor about this and be like, okay, like if they want to like talk a little bit, like it's okay. It's not the worst thing. Like it's kind of annoying, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's used to the Alamo Draft House yet. Like they don't quite get how much. Like we we were like, talking about it for a year before the place opened. Like we are gonna go there <laughs> for every fucking movie because I don't want to <laughs> hear people talking anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean it was the year. It was the spring after Moneyball came out, and I remember talking about how bad it was to see Moneyball because so many old people went. You're playing Moneyball? We're playing Moneyball. Maybe not next week, but the week after. Wow, that's so good. It's happening. When when, (laughs) when we saw it in theaters, it was like... The the theater was full of old people, and mm-hmm. old people, I'm sorry, are the worst. Old people can't stop talking. Who is that? I don't know. This is the first <laughs> time they've been in the movie. <laughs> anyway, um, so when the movie's over, so we didn't complain or anything. Mm-hmm. We are like, okay, we'll give them slack, like not a big deal. And when the movie's over, we sort of like, you know, peeked over our shoulder just to see who they were. Uh, and made re- we used to do a thing where we'd like take pictures of people who were really obnoxious in movies and then post them on Twitter or Facebook. And be like, amazing. these people are the worst. <laughs> um, but we didn't do that with this one, and I'm so glad because when we're standing in the lobby after the uh, uh, after the showing and we're walking and we're just you know looking in and you know seeing how cool the place is and staring at the Yetis and we see the people who are talking and they're escorting a blind woman and we went, oh shit. <laughs> They were telling her what was oh, happening no. in the movie. <laughs> like, it wasn't just they were talking to talk. It was like, that, like, they were helping she, her. <laughs> she can't see the movie. Um, yeah, so I think that, that a little bit scared me off from doing it for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then there was, a, I mean, when we saw Insidious 2, I, I complained about some people that mm-hmm. were, like, really drunk and they got yelled at. Yeah, people it's in just, horror movies. Yeah, that's the yeah, thing. Oh, they talk yeah. so much. Horror movies are so bad. Is, you know, it's hard for me now because I have a kid. Uh, to get to the Alamo all the time. Mm-hmm. But my wife has next week off and she's like, Oh, I want to see Furious 7. I said, We have to see it at the Alamo because I'm, gonna... <laughs> yeah, <'cause> I'm not going to. Yeah. I'm not going to go to some stupid other theater and have punk kids there just talking the whole time. Yeah. So I got to, you know, 
see the rock flex so hard that his cast breaks. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, my new favorite Alamo story happened today. Oh, cool. <laughs> which oh is gosh. an 80-year-old woman had her birthday party. And <laughs> oh. the movie she wanted to watch was G-Force. The <sighs> movie about secret agent. Are they secret agent they're guinea hamsters. pigs? Yeah, they're guinea pigs. They're guinea pigs. <laughs> no, hence the G. They're guinea pigs. Uh, yeah. But this 80-year-old woman, just that's what she wanted, was to watch G-Force on the big screen. It wasn't like... <laughs> and she did. So if you want a birthday there, can you say, you guys give people a list of films they can put there? No, you can check? do whatever you want. Yeah? Yeah. So you bring in the Blu-ray, like, I want to watch this yeah. on the big screen. Weird. It's yeah. awesome. The oh, weirdest man. movie you want. We'll do it. Temple of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the the uh, the third best... Oh, no, the second best Indiana Jones movie. The third Jones best Indiana Jones movie? Yeah. The third best Indiana I love, I love Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom's Doom really, really good. I love Temple of Doom, too. It's the third best Indiana Jones movie. We are going to die. <laughs> I mean, it's number three in one of the greatest trilogies ever made. Like, it's it's right behind two of the best films ever made. Oh, no. It goes Raiders. Right. Temple. Wait, no. That's in Last Crusade. Yeah. The, oh, oh, sorry. Then, You're talking <laughs> chronological. No, no. I'm no, talking no. about in no, how great in, they are. In order of best. <laughs> That's it's Last Crusade. Do you love Indiana Jones? I do. I'm uh, a Raiders. Raiders oh, is my that's, favorite. That's James's favorite <laughs> oh, yeah. movie of all time. Yeah, I mean we get along. Yeah, we do. Right this is why oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> you need to come back more often. You're better than Steve. I'm gonna tell Ooh, him. That. I'm gonna tell him. Yeah, <laughs> like you really are. I finally win. Uh huh. Oh is- <laughs> man, this is so good. Uh, you're not making him watch Down Abbey, are you? I've never tried. I think happen. he would. I think he would like it. I can I, think I can pretty okay. much get him to watch anything. All right, he's pretty. It's funny. Pretty easy me and James it. have known each other so long that we recommend things for each other to watch. And even though he loves Downton Abbey, he knows mm-hmm. if he shows it to me, I'll never like it. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think I think if you sat down and really gave it like an open mind, I think you'd be okay with it. I don't think you'd do that though. I know it's hard for to me. be completely honest. I just I, don't. Think I'll be you honest would. with you too. I don't know if I could. I yeah. just like watching Downton Abbey alone. <laughs> like, is that weird? And crying. <laughs> I just like being well, by myself. I do know Dan Stevens moves. from The Guest is in Downton Abbey, uh-huh. and he's like super hot. He is for a while. Like, because in The Guest, he walks around without a shirt, and he pulls his like towel down so he can see like his like pubic bones and stuff. Like that V shape? Yeah, so he can flirt <laughs> with the girl. Uh. Actually, my favorite shot in The Guest is he's walking to this party, and he's carrying two kegs of beer like on his shoulders. <laughs> and he's like, where do you want these? Just to like flirt with the girls. It's awesome. The guy from Insurgent was in Downton Abbey, which doesn't matter, but it's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact which, I know. Which guy is that? Um, He plays the like Turkish guy, and I think it's the oh. first season, who like has sex with Mary and then he dies. Yeah. Do they, tr- like, do they drink tea? Scandal. <laughs> he has like a crazy wig on. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. He's like the main main guy in Insurgent, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just didn't recognize him because like he's he's there for a second and then he dies. And he, has, he doesn't have a wig on. True. Yes. <laughs> I mean... The wig might be a part of it. It might also be the part that he exists for about twenty minutes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoilers, guys. I think, like, much. In no, like, it's real like... time in Downton Abbey, it's like actually twenty minutes, but in the show, it's like two minutes. Oh yeah, you're right. That totally is that guy. <laughs> yeah. He has a crazy accent. He can do whatever he wants. He's really cool. That's the whole scandal of season one. Mm. Is she bangs some dude and then he dies, oh, and then man. they hide his body. Well, I mean, yeah. they, no, I mean they just move his body back to his room. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> She's you know. a proper lady. Yeah. Mm. And then Can't nobody can find out. Still not convincing me. No. <laughs> I, I, no like, I, like I said, you're not going to like the show. <laughs> but it's awesome. That, that, it's on PBS. I'm like, can it be good? No, no, no. no. The it's intro on is crazy. BBC. <laughs> it's on BBC. Oh, the intro is really good. It's one of my favorite. You know, I love like, it. It's up there with like Dexter and Lost. I feel like I get smarter 
watching it for no reason like there's totally. nothing that would make me smarter other than a like phone. fancy music yeah <laughs> it just teaches you about history yeah that's in, what i need in a from very TV. roundabout way yeah um you know what i could do is i could show you um uh uh, uh is it mansfield park yeah i've seen mansfield mm-hmm. park yeah do you like mansfield park yeah all right then you're not <laughs> then you're not gonna like who's a writer mansfield park um julian fellows is it, is it directed by again? I forget. I don't remember who's directed. Oh, uh, no, it's directed by, um, uh, oh, shit, the guy who did Nashville, um, who's dead now. Uh, fuck. <laughs> Robert Altman. Robert Altman. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you giving me a hard time about Robert Altman? <laughs> I don't know. Because it's fun. He also, it worked. He also directed Shortcuts, starring Robert Downey Jr. And Huey right. Lewis. Isn't, <laughs> isn't starring a strong word? Like, he, like he's hey, in the hey, he was in a lot of drugs at that time. Okay? He's, he's, like, in the movie for, like, what? 20 minutes uh yeah probably i have a three hour and 20 minute long movie. right right yeah yeah you see julianne um, julianne moore's bush more than you see robert downey jr in that movie <laughs> shit there you go I, I i don't get that like she literally walks around without pants on for like 40 minutes that's why i don't like grifters not because of julianne moore's bush but because of uh <laughs> whoever that woman is in, in grifters who's naked way too much in that movie See, I don't mind nudity in a movie at all but when it doesn't make any sense like why is she walking around without pants are people on? naked yeah. that much i don't in, so, in real life. In real life? No. Like, if I'm, I'm naked co- constantly. <laughs> I'm naked right now. You, you can't see that, so you don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, my wife talks to me with just a shirt on most of the time. I mean, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense at all. And I live with that woman. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's weird. It's I can't just, believe I didn't notice your dog only has one eye. I know. Well, he hides it really well. He yeah, does. It's all the hair. And the eye patch. <laughs> He's he's a really funny dog. Like if you look at him, is his tongue sticking out? His tongue always sticks out to the left. Why don't we put a googly eye on his head? That'd be fun. We should totally do or that. Or an eye patch. My yeah, wife dressed, dressed dressed him up as a pirate one year for Halloween. Oh, yeah. He's really friendly. Yeah. He likes people. <laughs> yeah. Huh, Reggie. <laughs> we rescued him. The, he when he lost his eyeball, the people who had him couldn't afford the surgery. Aww. So. When I went there and I adopted him, he was picked up by his place, a great place. It's uh, it's a puppy rescue in Colorado. And they go to the uh, Westminster Petco every Saturday and they have puppies there. And the puppies, I think they, they try to trick you because they have a bunch of kids, volunteers, mm-hmm. and they're in these little pens with a bunch of puppies. So how can you not want to adopt these dogs? <laughs> you and, have to. And then Reggie was in a pen all by himself, his tongue sticking out like Aww. crooked and when i told the lady that i wanted reggie because i had a lab and i just wanted to have him have mm-hmm. a buddy and i said oh, i want reggie and she said oh, okay and she asked me about my dog i brought my dog Stuart with me and at the end and she said okay yeah you can have reggie i filled out all the paperwork you're gonna be a great dog owner like yeah i know i have a i have a, I have a dog <laughs> I already am. yeah and and she's afterwards i was leaving she's like thank you so much i didn't think anybody would adopt Aww. reggie because, I mean, he looks goofy and he only has one eyeball. But, He's so cute. That's that, exactly why I'd get ready. Yeah, but that's why I adopt him because I uh, – it's called Mutt Savers and I'm fans of them on Facebook. And mm-hmm. I was just like flipping through their pictures. And his picture is literally his tongue hanging out one side of his mouth, his one eyeball open really wide, <laughs> and his other – he doesn't have an eye. It's the funniest picture <laughs> in the world. And as soon as I saw that picture, I, I came out here and I said, hey, honey, I'm going to go adopt a one-eyed dog. Is that okay? <laughs> and, of course. And my wife, uh, the person who she is, she says, oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's so the, the right ne- answer. And so the next day I came home with Reggie. Because <laughs> he made me laugh. And he still makes me laugh. Kendall, what's your favorite thing about working at the Alamo? 
I want. I wanted like a deep answer, but the first thing I thought was free movies. <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but I love it. Like the best movie going experience of my life have been at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. So good. Also, Scott Pilgrim with a live band. The coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it life. really cool? It's amazing. Oh, man, I like requested go. that night off of work. <laughs> like went by myself to see this movie. <laughs> and I was just like super emotional the whole time. I was like, this is my favorite movie. There's so many lights. <laughs> There's so many things happening. But it's just so good. I love mm, it. Scott Pilgrim is a brilliant movie. Yeah. yeah. It really yeah. is. It's one of those ones that I remember. I remember when the credits rolled having this moment of realization where – I noticed that my my face was sore because I had started grinning as soon as it started, and then I I never stopped grinning. I know like I wanted to the, the whole it time. Me, I like, just so had... by surprise the first time I saw it, I like had no idea what it was, and I was like, I heard kind of bad things about this movie, and then I really? saw it, and I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was a I was a big fan of the book, and so mm-hmm. I went I went in kind of going like, I'm really excited to see what this is, and I think if he does a half good half decent job, like this will be a really great movie, mm-hmm. and then he did. A perfect job and the movie is perfect and like it ended and i was just like how did that yeah. happen it was like it, it felt like seeing you know um some classic just for the first time mm-hmm. you know where it was just like someone created this thing and it was born perfect and you couldn't believe it and um, when it was done i wanted to jump up and go yeah and, like, <laughs> be frozen in air because it was so cool but you yeah. can't freeze time. Ah, oh, man. Yet. That movie's great. It's so good. The Alamo yeah. is just like the coolest people in the coolest movies ever. I love mm-hmm. it. I just love being there. <laughs> I just <laughs> love like being around stuff happening. It's so cool. Yeah. I love it. And I do all of our like social media stuff too. So I'm like, so you can tell when I like really like a movie. Because <laughs> I like write a lot about it or like write the dorkiest <laughs> thing. And then other movies and I'm just like, come see it. Come but- see it. Like the stuff for Loins of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> All my lines on fire posters like this is lines on fire. Women, yeah. <laughs> I know when Alexandria reached out to us like, hey, will you promote this for us? Like, yeah, sure. Nicholas Sparks movies. <laughs> see him if you want. Hey, I know if you go see all four of them, you Steve, get a free ticket to the next one. Steve did every intro for all of those. Did he really? They were wow. all they were all the same thing. Every time I'd give him a bunch of like super sarcastic things to say, and then he'd get up, and I could like, I was like, please say it, please say what I so told you. So let me ask you a question. So was a watch remember in thirty five millimeter like a big deal? Because it was. Did I mean, anybody who saw the no, I, I was about to say the most sexist. <laughs> thing. So are, are, I mean, were those movies super popular enough I'm to so sustain sorry. like having? that programming i'm just curious because i know a lot of people like those movies mm-hmm. but i only know they like the notebook so i mean yeah, I, don't... I can't remember but i want to say a walk to remember did the best out of all of them. really and i, I wonder if it was because it was on 35 but i think maybe because it was the first one too but i don't even think it did as much as the notebook hmm. yeah but i think i feel like sometimes you can tell people who like really care about a movie when it's on 35 millimeter uh-huh. but i also had people um i worked a like a late night round of interstellar one time and we still had it on 35 hmm. and like these guys were complaining about it that they had to go see it on film and i was so mad at that <laughs> i was like are you kidding me that's such a bummer because i saw it on film and I actually forgot how great film looks right. being projected. Yeah. I see so much stuff digitally now, mm-hmm. but it had like a softness to it that you don't get digitally. It, yeah. yeah, it was um, Inherent Vice on 35 too. Did I you had, like Inherent Vice? Inherent Vice was my favorite movie last year. <laughs> God damn. You had, you had made so much credibility. <laughs> I know. So we, we liked you, you so much. So I saw it like, I saw it three times. Oh. I, was, I, <laughs> I said you were better than Steve. And I'm then all sorry. of a sudden, like, 
He told he told me that you guys hated it, or like yeah. had this reaction to when he told you that too. I was so afraid to say it. Uh, don't don't <laughs> be afraid. To. The great thing about movies is they're subjective. I had to say and, it, and your opinion is horrible about it. <laughs> So what, what do you like about that movie? It's just, meandering plot. I do. Hey, hey. That is what I love about it. <laughs> I love it. I I like every time I've seen it because um, have you seen it more than once? No. Why would I say every that time, time? Every time I watch it, there's so many more jokes, like so much like more stuff. Wait, wait, I wait, wait, wait. They it. add jokes to the movies? <laughs> so many more that you notice. How many cuts of the movie are there? <laughs> A million. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's so funny though, and I love how like. Just it like doesn't make sense, but I like so didn't care. Like I didn't even care. Like I love that it didn't make sense. Like that was my favorite thing. Was I like didn't try to have it make sense, which I loved. The only part I laughed <laughs> in that movie is when he opened up his notebook and wrote something Russian. That's yes. That's the only part I laughed in the movie. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. My favorite. There's one part like at the very beginning of the movie where he's like, oh, Bigfoot called me. He didn't like kick in my door like he normally does. And I think it took me till the third time I saw it to like. I like died at the part where he kicks in his door. Like he comes in, just like kicks in his door. I was like, oh my God, I'm in love with this movie. <laughs> and, and, and then he eats marijuana. And then he just eats it. I mean, why it, not? It, it was funny seeing um, Josh Brolin beat up Yaqueen <laughs> Phoenix. I, I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> like stomping him on the ground. Yeah. That part was good. <laughs> and then I, some Russian. I like the part where he gets scared and he, he curls up in a ball on, a, on the ground and, and covers his butt. That part's funny. I also, I like, until the second time I saw it, I think I didn't even realize that um, Joanna Newsom's character like wasn't real, which I think like everyone got way before me. And then that part, do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Like his Somebody, hippie friend with the really long hair, who's like his like internal monologue kind of. Since when is she not real? She's not real. What is this fucking shit? She's not, <laughs> Wait, watch why the she, movie why is she, again, why guys. Why is she not real? What's the hint that she's not real? There's a scene where she's driving. Isn't um, everybody looking for her? No, not that girl. Oh, okay. Uh, his, like, friend who's always with him. She's, like, the, the super hippie girl who's, like, narrating the movie. Oh, oh, okay, her. Yeah, there's a scene where he's, like, driving and she's sitting right next to him and then the next shot she's not there. And, like, no one talks to her. The whole No one talks to her in the whole movie except for him. Why does Man, it, Paul Thomas Anderson's great. Why does it matter? I love that, him. He, I just think he was so cool. great, dude. He, there no, was, there Mag, was a Magnolia and Punch Drunk Love, I absolutely adore. Uh, Boogie Nights is good, too. Yeah. I really like Boogie Nights. I like Nights. Boogie Nights a lot. Man. I mean, my favorite is Punch Drunk Love because it's my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but, you know. My favorite is Magnolia because I think it's really ballsy to have a music video in the middle of a movie. And Tom Cruise is great in that. Tom Cruise is great in that movie. That's what I always say. I tell everybody, Tom Cruise doesn't make bad movies. But then I, like, I, I have to say, I guess I like Tom Cruise. You, 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 <laughs> I do. You like Tom no, no, no. <laughs> you do like Tom Cruise. Do you remember Ghost Protocol? That movie is awesome. I did really like Ghost Protocol. Of course you did. <laughs> I really like, I, every time I'm charmed by him. See, and yeah, the thing is, is, I tell everybody, you believe him so much. You know, I do. In Ob- I don't in a, want to. <laughs> in, in Oblivion, this is my favorite thing to point to that you believe him. Mm-hmm. Is when, he, when he's on like the Empire State <laughs> Building and he asks uh, his wife and he's like, who are you? Like, who is this girl? <laughs> I believe yeah, you, Tom. Tom. Cruise. I forgot who she was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, and man. you know, uh, to prove how great Tom Cruise is, is he's in Interview with the Vampires, Lestat, mm-hmm. and Anne Rice, who wrote the book, when she mm-hmm. heard that Tom Cruise was cast as Lestat, said, "That's the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand it." And then she saw the movie and took out a full page ad in Variety and apologized to him and said he's the best really? thing in the movie <laughs> because he's amazing in that. He probably, movie. Yeah, he's really good in that movie. Yeah, I really like the part in Mission Impossible Three. Where he's running to get to his wife to save her, because I fucking believe he really wants to be there. <laughs> yeah. 
dude, the opening he's that really, he's so good at running. He's so good at running. <laughs> dude, the, I'm not even kidding. At the beginning of Mission Impossible <laughs> 3, like when they do the alias opening, oh, where yeah. he's like, oh. don't you do it, don't you do it. I'm like, oh my god, don't, what is he going to do to her? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, loved, I love Tom Cruise, I really do. Oh, he is, he's really good. I mean, he's really Robert good. Downey Jr. is my favorite actor. Tom Cruise is really close. Yeah, he's really good. Man, I like to see him run. I remember the movie I'm looking forward to. Oh, okay. Lost River, Ryan Gosling's directorial debut. Which one is that? Yeah, Have you heard about that? No. no. Oh, my God. Educate us. I will educate you. So it got a um, standing booing at Cannes, which means I'm really? going to love it. <laughs> of course. Oh, those guys are pretentious. Okay. Yeah. It's Ryan Gosling's directing it, um, Christina Hendricks, um, I don't know how to say her name, Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan? Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, you. It's not that I'm right. It's that I said it like I know. You said it so confident <laughs> I would believe uh-huh. anything you said. Uh-huh. Um, it's about like this crazy um, like underwater town. Eva Mendez is like a gypsy lady. Weird. There's a lot of bright colors. Sounds Weird. like somebody who likes Inherent Vice would like it. It does. <laughs> Did Inherent Vice get a standing booing at, at Cannes? If it did, that would have made me like it more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Interesting. But Ryan Gosling directed a movie. I'm going to start that thing. Wait. When you say something you totally believe, I'm going to call it being Tom Cruised. <laughs> yes. You just got cruised. Ooh. Yeah. Actually, I was... Dude, have you I'm seen the Blu-ray of Top it. Gun? No, I haven't. The menus are so badass because it plays uh, Danger Zone and it has like schematics for an F-14 Tomcat. And every time you move the arrow, it like changes the perspective and it's like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> when you when you <laughs> click on like play, like play movie, does a set of teeth appear and chomp down on the word? No, it just goes. Whoosh. Oh, man. No, no. Teeth should just. <laughs> Why? Well, that has nothing to do with Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, because it's what Iceman does. Oh, that's right. He just like. I think teeth. you're dangerous. That's right, nice man. I am dangerous. Would anyone get that like reference? <laughs> like, oh, that's why they did that. I do it all the time, so I hope people I get just that reference. An episode of Always Sunny where they do the gay volleyball. Yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Anytime someone talks about Top Gun, the first thing I do is go. Which hopefully you can hear that on the recording. I'm not sure. Actually, I can see it in the wave. Yes. Do you watch It's Always Sunny? I do. Oh, I, I love show. It's Always. Sunny. I've been watching that so much lately. I've got a friend who um, we we really thought. Like, that that show was written for him, and that the fact he wasn't watching it was, like, a crime. And so we finally convinced him to watch it. And maybe we overhyped it, but I don't think so. But it's just taking him a while to get into it. Um, and what I think I realized is that I'm so used to the fact that they're the worst fucking people on the planet <laughs> that it's taking him a while to, like, really enjoy that they're the worst people. And then today I got a text from him where he just goes, Mac is the worst. And I was like, okay, up, why? Just- and he was like... <laughs> Wanting to get molested? That's horrible. <laughs> so those are like, so ah, genius. <laughs> yes. Dude, my favorite episode was this. Did you see the Charlie work episode? Oh, God. Oh, so my God. It's so brilliant. Man. <laughs> they have Frank painted all black. He plays a recorder so they can't see him in the corner. <laughs> oh, I love that show. so amazing. Cool. And actually, I just watched episode two where it's like a Friday the 13th episode where they're at the McBoyle's wedding mm-hmm. and oh, they're yeah. all zombies. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. One of brilliant. the McBoyle brothers is on House of Cards. Oh, yeah. I, I can't look at him. Is that weird? <laughs> Those like, guys are like real, like, He's a great actors. actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. He's in Zodiac. He plays the guy yeah. who, at the end who, yeah. who, yeah, shows up again. Right, he is right creepy, before though. I get super creeped out. I'm always creeped out by him, even if he's normal. Uh-huh. You know who's great in Zodiac? Everyone. Robert Downey Jr. He's okay. He's great in that movie. 
He's no, he he's no that McPoyle brother. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know his name? Does anyone? No, no, uh, uh, no, no. I do. It's, it's Saoirse Ronan. <laughs> oh, cruised. <laughs> oh man. So Kendall, thank you so much for being on our show. Uh, I think this is the longest we've ever gone this after the review. <laughs> It's been lots of fun. Yeah. You're always welcome back. Anytime you're Thank like... Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to talk about movies and you guys are okay. You're more than welcome to come by. I hope we yeah. don't creep you out. No, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> sweet. Uh, next week, we're seeing Furious 7. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'll let you know. Laura doesn't work this week, that weekend, so I think we're seeing it. I don't I don't work on Friday, Friday either because it's a good so. Friday. I have a good Friday off. That's awesome. Uh-huh. So yeah, maybe Friday. We'll see it. Hell yeah. I think we need to buy tickets though. Hell shit. <laughs> Kendall, we need some tickets. I got you guys. Oh. <laughs> Te amo. Um, so, yeah, um, I can't wait to see Furious 7 because there's yeah. a scene where the rock flexes so hard he breaks a cast. I don't know if I told you that. I, I think I've seen it in the trailer. Or when he's walking down the street with a huge Gatling gun. Oh, man, are him and Jason Statham are fighting? Yeah. I was well, reading an those, interview that, with... The third of those things will be not that Im- impressive. I, I was... I was reading an interview with James Wan, who directed this, and he said Insidious is more believable than Furious 7. Did James Wan direct this? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. He said because, uh, like, he, I mean, he literally has a car flying from one skyscraper <laughs> to the next, and it's amazing. It's getting, it's getting really cool. Did you ever see Nightwatch? Did you no. see Nightwatch? I, I should uh, it's see a, it. It's a Russian no. vampire movie. Um, and it got that silly. Uh, it was, it was like the, it was the, the movie that, uh, Timur Bekmenvatov made in Russia that, made, made, that made got him famous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like shit where like the vampires drive their cars on the side of skyscrapers. Sweet. Like not vertically up them, like <laughs> on the horizontal. So he's the next, he's going to be the director of Furious 7. I mean, Furious oh, 8. Oh, <laughs> dude. Timur Bekmenvatov's Furious movies would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is the end. There's nothing more important than family. Oh, what if... What if I have to put up with Vin Diesel in those movies, though. <laughs> what if Paul Walker came back as a vampire? Ah, that's fucked up, dude. <laughs> you know why? Because if you burn a vampire, they die. Oh, God, Ooh. dude. Oh, end the show. End the show. That's really bad. That's no, I, have really, this, really, really I, bad. I have this cup of Furious 7, and they make... see that cup. They, they make Vin Diesel as tall as Paul Walker, and we all know that Paul Walker was like eight inches taller than Vin Diesel. Yeah. There's one of me and James's favorite shots from, is it Furious 5? I think it's, yeah, I think it's Fast six. 5, yeah. I think it's Fast oh, 5. Well, anyways, The Rock is standing really far in the foreground, uh-huh. and Vin Diesel is up on something to, so he can be as tall as The Rock. Yeah, they're like oh standing God. on a, they're standing like on a driveway, basically. Yeah, so that really way, bad. Vin Diesel is higher, <laughs> and then they're actually, they're, they're framed in a way that you realize they, they almost look like they, they must be right next to each other, like they're kissing, but they're actually really far away. Yeah, because you always hear rumors that, you know, Tom Cruise, makes has to stand on like mm-hmm. boxes mm-hmm. but vin diesel really is yeah i don't know how like i would love to see a documentary about how they filmed night and day because cameron diaz is really tall uh you know i always check that stuff out and i don't i don't think i think a lot of people lie obviously how tall they are on mm-hmm. imdb because like i watch tom cruise and he's shorter than some people but he's not as short as i think because some people exaggerate um one of the people that he's like five six isn't he? he's like i don't know five seven five yeah. eight I found out I'm almost the same height as Greta Gerwig, which was weird because yeah. I was like, she talks about how tall she is all the time, and I don't feel tall. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean I I'm taller than Tom Cruise way. by an inch, so. Right. I mean, me and him, if we were facing off, it'd be, you know. Yeah. Wicked. Remake a face-off with you and Tom Cruise. Oh, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I want to get Tom Cruise on this podcast. You should listen to his interview. I think you would do artist. it. <laughs> 
I think he would too. I think you just Tom Cruise does. <laughs> I believe you. I think you. he would the do it. The amount of love you guys have for Tom Cruise, I think he would do it. Well, that's the thing is I, I haven't done it recently, but for a while, and this is before Robert Downey Jr. even had Twitter, I would tweet every day, I want Robert yeah. Downey Jr. on my show. I want Robert Downey Jr. on my show, but now he has Twitter. I might do it. Yeah. Or I have to be like – pester the shit out of him. I'm sure that will make him love you. I have to you. be some like poor kid who was born with like out an arm and then – uh, Tom, I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. gives him an Iron Man arm. Have you <laughs> seen that video? That was adorable. That's like the cutest <laughs> video ever. Oh my goodness, it was so good. Yep. Uh, you know who that is? Robert. <laughs> so cute. And then he like shows up and he has Stark Industries, like gives him his mm-hmm. like uh, bionic arm. Oh my gosh, I love it. So good. That's why Robert Downey Jr. is awesome. Make the most of your second chances if you get them, because you never know what follows you. Oh, oh. <laughs> bringing it back yeah. around. Thanks, Kendall. <laughs> cool. cool. Bye. Bye. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.